Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the Square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., Offering virtual sessions. If you can't get to the Georgia stops, the website, markwelltherapy.com. Again, markwelltherapy.com. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. Are a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. (laughs) And by God, this is the BS. All right, there it is, episode 89 of the BS. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the mobile, mobile Golden Scissors studio. New Smyrna Beach, Florida. We've got Golden Scissors studio. We're opening them up. We're like Cobra Kai's. We're opening them up all over the nation. The Golden Age studio. (laughs) Yeah, no joke. Uh, all presented, sponsored by Watkins Law Firm, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, trial litigation attorneys, personal injury, wrongful death contracts, transactions, landlord-tenant disputes, general civil lit litigation. That's short for litigation. That's what all the cool kids are using. Uh, give Watkins Law Firm a call, 770-648-4009. Again, 770-648-4009. 4009 Nader Tater Vader you're not the one traveling this time it is Moa but you are uh there in your Playa del Carmen Casa Hola como esta usted Hola how you guys doing you're the closest to me you've been in a while I know, closer right? than before <laughs> I'm inching my way to you that's that's the plan <laughs> uh Brandon in the Zelensky studios there in Noonan Georgia uh how are you there B-man Thrasher I'm doing good. I felt good to relive my duties as Slater. Yeah, I know. We, before we start the videos, uh, we slate, you know, so when we look at the videos, we don't have to listen for a very long period of time. There's just a slate that says the BS or whatever. See, now you're talking about things that people don't give a shit about. Um, Nikki D is not with me in the Golden Scissors studio, and she's very, very sad, but the beautiful, vivacious, extremely talented Nikki D is for some reason in a hotel room. <laughs> I want- <laughs> I got to know why you were supposed to be at my house, but you knew that you weren't coming to my house. 
So now that you work for this hotel chain, do you trick or what? You turn you, you turn tricks? What are you doing? No, I went out of town because last week when you said, oh, don't come here. I'm going out of town. I, I could have sworn you said, you know, like you're, you're just off. So I plan to come meet a friend in uh, Savannah. Yeah. You know what that means, Nate? She's meeting a friend in Savannah, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's getting some Down by the river. <laughs> some ghost stick. Our buddy you guys looks. always think the nastiest of nasties. Is there? Is it a boy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, but it doesn't mean it has to be nasty. I didn't say it was nasty. I'm sure you guys are lovemaking. It's nothing. I'm not judging you by no stretch. I'm just having fun. I think it's great that you, you know, spread it around the country. I think it's great that you, you know. You, you, and you got the hookup. What was it? Is it what, what company do you work for? Hilton. Hilton. It, great hotels, right? Paris. You know, porn tape, everything. So you get to go and stay in a in a Hilton room. Uh, you get an employee discount because you're employee of the year, and you get to bring your Johns into the Hiltons. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> do they Mr. Alaska? Do they stay the night? No. No. Oh no. No. Nikki's not like that. It's not how she rolls. She rolls like us in college, Nate. She's like, you don't stay there. Yeah. yeah, we don't have money for breakfast. This is an hourly hotel. <laughs> the hourly Hilton. Hit the magic fingers. Who, who is this gentleman? Just a friend from, um, from that I know from home. So you've slept with them before? I mean, a long time ago. Oh, so you're just rekindling that spark. What coach of what team was he? No coach, no team. Field hockey, sophomore year. That's a long time friend. That's it. That's all. Yeah, you know that Nikki D went to school? She slept with all of the school teachers. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, the field hockey crew, like, she ran through all of us. I had no idea. I thought I was special. I really thought I was special. Uh, so what have you been doing in Savannah with this guy? I mean, do you just invite him over to the hotel room when you feel the urge, or do you guys go out? Savannah's a great city. Yeah, um, I haven't been able to really, like, explore, explore, because I, I still had to work yesterday. So when I got off, I was really just able to come down, hang out. Um, they have, like, this river walk thing here. Had yep. never been there. So just on the road. Do the, do the ghost tours on the river walk. Yeah, I want to do that, too. But I have to go back today. So. Yeah. And I don't think, uh, Nate, the, the ghost pirate season has, has started yet, right? I don't think that starts until, like, October. Yeah, I don't believe so. Yeah, I think I saw that they just did some like opening night kind of thing. Yeah, they you know they play the Gwinnett Gladiators in Atlanta. You know this is oh, uh, really? yeah this is this is hockey. It's not the NHL, but it's like the level before, which is a lot of fun to go and watch. Um, the Solar Bears, I think uh, they might even be in the level below that. But back in the day, man, I would go to the Orlando Solar Bears games and have a blast. Uh, and I'm not a big hockey guy at all, by no stretch of the imagination. I mean, I get it. I kind of get it. You know, I mean, I understand the concept. Um, it's just I, I I didn't grow up a hockey fan. But it, it's like one of those sports that, you know, I couldn't watch it on TV. I've got no interest in it. I've got friends that do, and I understand why you do. It's just not my cup of tea, just like probably tennis isn't their cup of tea. Uh, but to go to a game, it's really, it's really tough. Any sport, like think about any sport to go to it that you would be bored at if you're a fan of sports, right? I mean, like, 
Golf. Even golf, if you go, I, I've never been to a live golf tournament, but I'm assuming that it would still be fun to go to. I think it would be boring because you got to stand on the sidelines. You have to be quiet. Like going to a hockey game, it's very high pressure, like it's intense, crowds going crazy. Golf, you got to just stand there and be quiet. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about tennis. You know, you got to be quiet during the points. And, you know, sometimes these points last, like, feels like forever. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. You know, like my wife hates, Rach hates when I watch tennis. I think that's that was the whole thing behind cutting the cord because we don't get the tennis channel. I think this whole thing was a rouge. It was a, it was a <laughs> horn swoggle. <laughs> like, I found out they don't have the tennis channel, so this is what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, it's it like, uh, you know, I have to go to NASCAR, a NASCAR event coming up here. You know, I don't have to go, but I'm going to go. And I'm not a big NASCAR guy, but going to the, to the race is a little bit different than watching the race on TV. This is different. Right, it's way better. That's probably one of the only sports that's actually better to watch in person than at home on well, TV. Racing, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I've been to NASCAR races before. I've been to the Daytona 500 and so on and so forth. But there is something to be said one about the um, intimacy that you have with the sport. I mean, if you can get into the pit, you literally. I watched the Daytona 500 resting on um, the target driver's stack of cars in his pit. I mean, I was just leaning up against them the whole time. That's, that's how close I was to the to the track. That's pretty cool, you know, and I'm not a car guy either, uh, but it's still pretty damn cool. So, and then the, the thunder, the roar. You know. um, I'm not one that gets excited for the car crashes. I just, I, I feel bad. I'm like, oh my God, I hope that guy's not hurt. But I think that just, <laughs> I think that just comes with age. <laughs> I think with the older you get, you're like, oh, <laughs> Ooh, such a rough sport. I hope the guy's not hurt. <laughs> You're watching baseball. Hey, careful with that fastball. I got a little close to that guy's head. So it's, fun. it's funny you say that. I was watching the Little League World Series the other day, and the, the pitcher brushed the kid off the plate, and I was like, ooh, that came mighty close. <laughs> These are kids throwing. I don't know what they throw, but, you know, it can't, you know the, the kid had to duck away. Way, you know, Doug was like, oh, man, I don't want to see that kid get hit in the head. That'd be just horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he rushes the mound. Uh, anyway, so um, I'm here in Florida. Uh, we have an Airbnb uh, in New Smyrna Beach. We went uh, the other day to go see our friends in Cocoa Beach, Merritt Island area, um, which is pretty cool because, I mean, at least today when you hear this, uh, Artemis is supposed to have launched um, the the rocket from from the space center, which is way cool, right? Like I had no idea that this was taking place. Um, the top three this week will have to do with that, so a little heads up. But uh, Artemis, uh, formerly known as Exploration Mission One, is the first planned uncrewed test flight in NASA's Artemis program. It is also the first flight of the agency's space launch system, rocket, and the complete Orion spacecraft. The test flight is currently scheduled to launch. Well, and the Kennedy. Um, and it's the same launch pad that the Apollo 10 was launched 53 years ago. You know, so I, I tell you this, one, one, because it's cool, right? I mean, it's just. Anytime you get to see a rocket or a shuttle go up, it's just way cool. If you've never seen it, put it on a bucket list. But I didn't know it was happening. And, like, 
one of the first days that when we got here, <clears throat> we went up to go see our friends from Georgia that moved down here, and we went to the beach, and we went to Cocoa Beach, and we went to this private area because her brother has a condo there, so we were able to, and it's, it, Nate, you'll know what I'm talking about, it's sandwiched in between the Cocoa Beach Pier and then the public beach, so it's that stretch in there, but you can beeline look right there at the peninsula of NASA where the launch pad is, you know, and that's where people, if you go, if you're on the beach, I, th- I think you can still get on the beach and watch the launches and stuff like that. Um, and it's just a really, really cool thing. If you lived in Florida for any period of time, you've probably done this before. So we go out there and, and I'm looking and I go, is that a rocket on the, on the launch pad? Cause this is where Nate, we would go off to go deep sea fishing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and I always tell the story of one of the last times, if not the last time we went deep sea fishing off, uh, out of Merritt Island, um, it was so sad, you know, because NASA was shut down and there was these these weeds, you know, coming up over the launch pads and it looked like the Walking Dead before the Walking Dead was the Walking Dead. And I just, I always thought it was so sad because the city of Titusville, which is uh, north, south, I don't know, anyway, on the coast, that's run like that it's like one of those small towns in small town USA that everybody works at the mill right there and once the mill shuts down the town goes to shit Titusville is very very similar the majority of people in Titusville uh, or a lot of people in Titusville work at NASA or or came to Titusville because of NASA Uh, my ex-wife's brother for example you know he he was one and then when they shut down they had a job you know, and then Titusville looked like shit. You know, not that Titusville is the best city in the world, but, you know, it just looked like shit. But anyway, so I'm sitting on the beach, and I'm like, is that a rocket? And she's like, yeah, it's a rocket. You know, and Nate, you know the feeling, like, just to see it. It's just a really cool, and I'm not a space geek either. You know, I'm, I know I keep telling you everything I'm not today, but I'm, I'm not a space geek. But it's still, there's such an appreciation for that stuff. And it's just, even though I'm a, quite a bit of distance away, the thing looks like it's right in front of me. That's how big it is. It's huge. Uh, but there's just that weird, I don't know, you get kind of patriotic too. It's like you're sitting there, I stood up, I saluted it, put my hand over my chest and said the Pledge of Allegiance. And uh, 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 It was like the scene in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But Nate, you know, you've seen enough launches to know. It's a very cool feeling. Yeah, I think it, and it's also... It's more, it's like special because, like, I think movies, you know, you think uh, all the movies that are like space type of movies. And uh, so it kind of like makes you think of those. But yeah, it's just like, um, it's almost not even like a, a U.S. Patri- patriotic thing. It's just like a human thing. Yeah. It's just really cool. Like when we were landing, ro- uh, have landed rovers on Mars, I always think of that. I'm just like, it's so cool. That, like, not like one country did. It's like one species was able to, you know, s- take something off of our planet. You know, we have the technology to do that now. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a human thing, right? It's not just an America thing, even though this is like straight up in your face America because it's American and it's coming from America and all that stuff. But like, I get it. Totally a human thing. You know, it's, you know, I think about this from time to time. The end of the world, the apocalypse, right? It's over, especially now that I'm into this Umbrella Academy show on Netflix. You know, you look at somebody that you're supposed to hate when it's the end of the world and nobody has any food. You know what? All that bullshit goes out the window. We don't think about that stuff. You know, one of the best scenes is uh, the movie. 
Oh, the um, the, 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 the the Dennis Quaid, Day After Tomorrow, right? Climate change. Yeah, yeah. United States turns upside down. It's all frozen. A lot of people die, blah, blah, blah. And they all go down to Mexico. And there's a camp in Mexico. And we're walking around in Mexico. And there was like a scene where like everybody kind of looked the same, you know. And we were like, the please take us in. We have no place else left to live. You know, and that's just, I mean, that that could happen. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but stranger things have happened in our, well, maybe not stranger things, but strange things have happened in our lives. You know, so for something weird to happen, I mean, there was an asteroid that, uh, a meteor that hit uh, hit, the, hit the earth the, uh, a couple weeks ago. It snuck through. We didn't see it. And it hit somewhere. I don't know. It wasn't a big news story. I got it on my feed because everybody knows that I'm terrified of the apocalypse. My smartphone's <laughs> A lot of those end of the world movies, though, you're kumbaya, but that's not how it is. People don't want to let you into those camps because now they don't trust each other. They're heavily guarded and armed. It's, it's more people that's hating on each other at the end of the world than loving each other. Oh, I know. They're not yes. gonna, They're not going to let me in the camp, Nikki. I know. I know. I'm going mean, to yeah. let you in. I'm just saying. I, well, no, no, no. And I, I agree with you. Volcano. That's the other one I was thinking of. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> You know, when they all have ash on their face, there's no black, there's no... And the kid at the end goes, Daddy, they all look the same. Oh, oh God. That, that movie doesn't get the credit it deserves. I'm telling you, that's like the line of all lines. I don't know who that kid was and what he's doing now, but that's one of the best lines in, uh, in, 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 in film history. Daddy, they all look the same. You know, there's no black, there's no white, there's no green, there's no yellow. It's all volcano ash. That's what it is. It's all volcano <laughs> ash. You know, that's what it is. So um, when we were leaving uh, Roswell, by the way, did you know Roswell Road does not come down to New Saberna Beach, Florida? What? No way. I thought, they, I thought they extended it. Yeah, I did too. I got to a certain point and I was like, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to get on the interstate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so so I saw the violin guy at the grocery store. Remember, we talked about this these people a couple times, where you know you're like you feel you feel bad because they they're like really talented and they bring out their family and they have these kids with them and and they're playing the violin and stuff. And then we find out that like fucking drink for being stupid, Jason Bailey. That they're not even playing the violin. I didn't even think about that. All right. And this is like a, yeah. a, a thing. I'm assuming it's a network. It's gotta be a network if it's happening across the country. And they're like the kind of the same nationality. So I, I if if what? Do you know what I'm talking about, Nikki? What's happening? I know what you're talking about. Don't worry, they're not black, if that's what yeah, you're what thinking. They no, they're not. Bus buskers. Uh, but what, but yeah, buskers, well, buskers are people that play an instrument for money, but what, yeah. what was, what was the snicker? What was, what was the deal there? What was going on? Who's snicker? Oh, did you just say something? You, I was like, they're all the same nationality and you're like, and made some weird gargle. No, I did not. No, I did not. Maybe that's your man. No, she started laughing, but I thought, I thought she was laughing about the, the network. I, I think it's. I think it's just people that are, that figured out the same scam. You know, there's not a network of homeless dudes begging for change. They just all do the same thing and have weird signs. <laughs> yeah, but this is intricate. This is this is this is like organized uh, begging. 
I, I really think this is a network. There's a there's a there's a headquarters somewhere, and there's some because these people aren't homeless. <clears throat> That's the thing, is that we're finding out they're they're phony balonies that they don't know how to play an instrument. And, and the story, and some people have posted it up on our social media, and we've discussed it. The, the story was that there were some of these uh, violinists that have gone viral. This one girl in particular, the, the video that I, I played, and and she's a she's young girl works her ass off and it's the the violinists that are pissed off at these people it's not the the store owners <clears throat> it's no one else it's the people that play violin because they're faking what they're doing <clears throat> and setting a bad example for young i mean that's the whole story right these kids are going up to these phony baloney violin beggar people and they're calling them out they're bringing their violins with them and saying hey let's duet <clears throat> let's play some violin shit and they're like, uh, oh, no, you know, I'm not good right now. You know, it's like, you're probably better than me. No, no, no. It's like, yeah, you can't do it on your own. <clears throat> and they call them out, which is really not safe. So uh, I hadn't seen I haven't seen one of these individuals since we had talked about the story. So before I come down here to Florida, I go to the Kroger and I see the guy. I was just about to say I see him at Kroger. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's their that's their hot spots, Right. That's where they that's where they go. Kroger's They're at Kroger. And I see this guy, you know, and I don't, what nationality are they? They're, they're not, they're not black. Are they Hispanic? They're not Middle Eastern. I, I, I think they're like, they're not like Hispanic, which you would think like Mexican or Cuban. It's almost like South American. Yeah. I've been, I've been noticed like a ra- I've only seen one, so I have like nothing to compare it to, but no. it, it was just like a dude to me. Yeah. Like uh, just a tan dude. Right. Yeah, probably. I honestly don't know what their nationality is, but you are right, Jason. They all look as though they are the same nationality. Thank you. Okay, so I'm putting the pieces together. You could be on volcano, Nikki. Good job. They all look the same here. I've seen like three of them and three different Krogers, and and, yeah, he's right about that one. Daddy, they all look the same. (laughs) Daddy, they all look the. They they all. I hate to even say that, but I mean the, the nationality. Daddy, they all play the same too. <laughs> so I'm watching this guy, and I actually stood. Uh, I spent some time watching him. You know, I was a creeper. <clears throat> I was walking into the store. I mean, I was a good, you know, 15 yards away or something. And he was, he was like front and center. He wasn't on, like he wasn't like where the Girl Scouts are. Like, and by the way, they're worse to be. <laughs> like, I'd rather listen to this guy play the fake violin than to get hit up by some fucking eight year olds that you feel forced to give them now like $20 a cookie. I hate that. I, I hate being forced. In. I hate when you check out and they're like, would you like to give $5 to save that kid's life? Oh, he's here in the store? Oh, yeah. He's right there in the wheelchair, slobbering <laughs> all over his chin. Would you, you can give more if you like. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, what do you want me to do? Of course, you go to the pet store. See that dog? That's got three legs and its hairs all matted and fleas all over it and just looks so sad. Would you like to give a hundred dollars to help it out and a <laughs> and a bag of food? Of course I would. I mean, what do you what do you want me to do? Sure, stop putting me in this fucking predicament, people. Uh, so I'm watching this guy, and he, uh, I, I I just felt so stupid. I felt so stupid. I felt. I was like, how did you miss this before? How did you not know that these people were not playing an instrument? 
I felt like an why, idiot. Why, but why would you? Know? Why why would you know? Yeah, how are they not playing it? Because they're all playing it awesome. You know, I mean, what do you mean he's not playing it? Were, were you, did you not hear the whole story? They're fake playing. It? I don't think he was on that episode. Yeah, oh. no. How are they not playing it? Is it like a player violin, like a player piano? Or they got like a little midget inside playing it? No, he's got. Uh, what do you mean a midget? Jiminy inside? Cricket. Yeah, he's on the corner. Just. It's he's got. Uh, <laughs> it's he's Millie Vanilli in the situation. So he's, he has a speaker and he has a track and he's he's yeah. fake playing it. Oh, okay, I got you. Have a little black speaker that's sitting out there. Yeah, he's got a black speaker and. But I'm sitting there. I just felt like you said. How, how, why did you feel so stupid? Because how'd you, it, just because there's no way that at every Kroger I go to, there's a family of awesome violinists. It's just impossible. I mean, it's like, unless some big orchestra went out of business and they're trying to raise funds to to travel to Carnegie Hall or something like that, there's just no way. I mean, I'm talking to. Even three Kroger, right? Kroger's. If I go to three Kroger's and I'm going, okay, that's crazy. You have these amazing violinists, these kids in their mid-20s with children and grandparents. There's a whole fucking gaggle of them. And they're just camped outside of, of Kroger. There's no way there's three begging, amazing violinists in the same radius. It's just impossible. It just doesn't happen. So that's I remember what- thinking the same thing. I was like... Did people recently take up violin? Like, did Lizzo inspire people? Like, everybody at Kroger's can play the violin. Now, I was really fascinated. I had no idea they weren't really playing, but I did think that. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, it, it's the good violinist people to blame because they're. It usually happens in New York. Um, there's like some world class violinist, and they do some viral video, and they go undercover, and they they act like a homeless guy and play, and they get money and everything. So I think all the homeless people there saw this scam or saw this uh, happening, and they're like, "Oh, this is a great scam. We can take this to the to the South or the Midwest," <laughs> and then they just uh, just go from there. It, okay, so they're not playing the violin. There's no there's no law against that. Right. You're not buying a ticket to go see them perform. So they can fake violin all they want. Now, let's, let's look at this from the other side. And let's just say it is a syndicate. Right? There's a group. There's a ring of the fake violiners. Right? That's, mm-hmm. what that's what they're called. The they got to pay royalties to their songs. The, 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 yeah, they got PMI. They got <laughs> to pay, pay the royalties. So uh, is that illegal? Let's say some guy was like, this is my idea. I think this is a brilliant idea. I'm going to get together a bunch of people. I'm going to make them look homeless. I want to give them a violin. I want to pretend they're going to pretend like they're playing. And then we'll do a 60-40 cut. You know, they get 60, I get 40. And uh, I supply the violin for them. And let's, maybe they are homeless. Like, maybe they are down to luck or they just don't want a real job or whatever the case may be. It, is, there, is there a law against that? I don't think so because you're not. It's not like you're having a concert and you're charging people. You're asking for donations. These people are willingly giving their money. So I don't. I don't think they're doing anything wrong because nobody has to give them money. Yeah, but the only thing they probably could could get in trouble for, I guess, if anything, is where they're standing at because they could get popped for loitering or something, maybe like that. But not the actual act of what they're doing. I don't know. I, I think there's some type of law against uh, being a phony baloney. You know, like if you act, if you're not really homeless and you're trying to be homeless, I, I, th- I thought there was something, 
something. I don't there. think so because a homeless guy can beg for money and say, "Yes, I'm going to use this to get clothes for a new job," and then he goes spends it on beer. I mean, that's not illegal. I guess I don't know. The kid when they bring the kids out, that bothers me. That really, me too. Re- oh my god, I I can't believe that there. I mean, we've got so many laws in place for some of the dumbest shit. I can't believe that there's not a law that says you cannot bring your kid within five feet of the road. Not just to beg, but to protest, but to the to, to vote on your favorite candidate. Excuse me. That's stupid. Leave your kids at home. They don't want to go out there and they know have no idea what they're doing. I know in Gwinnett County there is some type of a law because I watched a family be arrested probably I think this was like a week or two ago. And I can't I can't say why. I didn't stop and ask the police officer why. I made my own hypothesis on why they were being arrested. I think they were being arrested because they were standing in the medium with the signs asking for money with their kids, and it was a school day. So I think they got in trouble as to why their kids wasn't in school. Yeah. Well, I, 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 when the, the whole, you know, politics thing was all hot and heated and everybody was, you know, one person was on one corner and, you had like every corner of the busy intersections, there was somebody bitching about something. You know, you had a president bitching, uh, you know, people bitching about a president, people for a president. Uh, you had uh, the Black Lives Matter over here. You had the All Lives Matter over here. I mean, it's like, like there's only so many intersections, people. I'm sorry. I don't know. What happens to the fifth guy that wants to get involved in a protest? You know, like, where does he go? I feel bad for that guy. And then they'd be fighting and yelling. I mean, I watched this it, in real time when, when this country, and it wasn't that long ago. And we're still kind of there, but it, you guys don't want to know. It was like at the height of it, and everybody was, you know, and everybody's crazy. Um. But I remember seeing that that was like the first time it really stood out that I thought it was child abuse, you know, and and I know from a probably a parent standpoint, you're going, well, I'm teaching my kids how to do this. And I can I kind of can understand the teaching your kids to stand up for themselves, teaching your kids to, you know, I I don't want to use the word protest, even though that's what I'm saying, but. If, They're if, teaching about the rights that they have in this country. Yeah, exactly. And how, do you, and how to exercise them. Yeah, so from that aspect, I get it, right? I just think maybe from what I witnessed uh, when people were bringing the kids out, it was just the way that it was. Like, they were crazy. You know, they just weren't out there with their signs going, hey, honk, if, you know, you like this person or something like that. It was like, ah, right. You know, these eight-year-olds that were climbing up the street post. Ah! Vote, ah, you know, and they're just they're, they're like zombie faces. They're nuts. They're fucking crazy. Maybe that was it. Um, but either I way, see it all the time. He, but either way, crazy kids climbing up the light post <laughs> on meth. But but either way, I I, I don't I don't know yeah. if it's the place for a kid. I yeah, I'm kind of torn on it. Well, first of all, if if they're homeless, I mean, what do you want them to do? Hire a babysitter? They, they got to bring their kids with them and beg for change, but. <laughs> Um, but it, yeah, if they're protesting, I, I like half of it. If, if they are teaching their kids, cause my dad used to bring me when he would go vote, he would bring me with him. And I, I assume it was to show me, this is a right you have, this is how you do it. You know, this is something you should do. Um, and so I, I think that they're teaching them their rights in the country to be able to stand up for something they believe in. So I agree with that, but I don't like when they give them a sign that they don't know what it means on it. And it's basically just for the photo op of whatever the cause is. Yeah, I disagree with that. So 
Yeah. Well, I, 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 even with the begging thing, right? Let's go back to these violin people. I mean, they're, they're, when they get out there, it's a big family. I, I think I counted eight of these individuals one day at the corner, uh, right by the LA Fitness in East Cobb. And they're right there in the corner. There used to be a bank, and now it says it's a drive through COVID testing place, but you never see anybody out there testing for COVID. It's, it's just the, it's the weirdest corner in, in, in Georgia. It's probably opinion. Spirit Halloween now. No, at least that I know what it was. <laughs> but they have these they have these big flyers that say, you know, travel, COVID testing within 15 minutes, you know, whatever other things that go along with the COVID testing and stuff. And it, it's been there for a, quite a quite a while. And they have a, a tent like you, where you drive through. There's just never anybody there. Which, well, nobody needs a test anymore. Those happen down here. They're all shut down because nobody needs it. Yeah, but but even when you were supposed to be testing, there was never there. So it, it's just now it's got weeds and all kinds of weird shit. And that's where a lot of times I'll see uh, outside of Kroger, they'll hit you up there as well. That's why it's an extended family because there's like four different locations within a five mile radius, and they all look alike. So I'm guessing they're all part of the same gimmick, you know. And there's like, and one of the girls is actually. I gotta kind of be quiet because I'm not like in my studio where I can say shit because my wife's in the other room. But like one of, <laughs> one of the girls is really good looking. Like she's a. I mean, I what? We can't hear you. You, you. Oh, sorry. One of the girls is really pretty. Like like really <laughs> really pretty. Um and you know and, and and then you go well, there has to be men offering her sex. Like, and, and I know that's illegal, right? Because it's called prostitution. But if there were ever a time that you'd want to pay for sex, it would be at that time. Like, you would feel really good about it. center, of course. <laughs> you would feel really good about yourself, right? I know I would. Do you think men are just walking up to her like, hey, yeah. can I offer you some sex? Yeah. That's, that's what you're They're offering her money for sex. There's no doubt. She's really, she's the most prettiest person without a house I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. She's, 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 she's a, she's a, she's a pretty beggar. And, and I thought about that. Not that I would do it because I'm a happily married man, but my job on this earth is to think from all angles. You know, that's why I'm the entertainer. I, I this is the pro I, you know, I'm doing the show. I was trying to be quiet and I, you're, I know I'm not quiet and I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm just talking. There is, see, you know, why well, I got a studio. But anyway, if if those men were out there to pick, uh, like the girl's begging, she's homeless, and she's attractive, I would think that would be a time for a man, if he ever were to pay for sex, it would be okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, of course, in front of her family. Well, not well, it's not in front of her family. It's, I mean, she's like... She's a block over. Yeah. She's, a, she's by herself. So they're all playing violins in separate corners. Yeah. So she's on the corner of Johnson Ferry turning on Marietta Highway. So she's there. That CVS, the New Balance store is there. Trader Joe's is there. She's on that corner. Okay. And, and then you take a right and then that little loop through where the gas station is, where the price gouging Indians that own it. The rest of the family is right there on that corner of the L.A. Fitness Shopping Center. Across the street, across the road, where Dick's is and now Publix uh, and, 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 our, and, our, and our dog store, the Dog City Bakery, 
that's where her brother is. So her, How do you know that those people are even part of the same family? Oh, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not stupid, you know. I mean, I was, I'm kind of oh. stupid because I just said I was stupid because I didn't know they were playing violin, but I'm not that stupid. I, I just, it's, it's, you put it all together. And then you drive down the street, getting closer to Roswell, and you get to the Stinky Kroger, and that's where the other brother, I want to probably say he, he looks like a cousin. He doesn't look like a brother. He looks like a cousin. Um, he's a little bigger. He's a little heftier. So he, he's and that, that's why they probably put him down there because he's not a part of the immediate family. So the cousin's there playing it. And that's how they get. And I don't know how they meet up or when they meet up. Or I mean, I'm sure they all have cell phones. And it's 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 very I, I really would like to talk to him because I'm very intrigued by this whole thing. It's very, very. They didn't walk up and talk to one of them. I'm scared. Like, I'm afraid they're going to bite me or something. I, I was like, because I'm, I don't want them to think I'm being a dick, you know, where somebody's right now going, well, you are being a dick. They need money. Yeah, I don't think they need money. I really don't. If they, if they, here's, here's the thing. If you really need money, you can find a job anywhere right now. One. And two, that violin's worth something. I know the speaker's worth something. So, like, you've, you've got a pretty big investment into being homeless. Like, more than I've ever seen before. Like, a true straight-up-in-your-face homeless person has got nothing except a fucking cardboard box and a Sharpie on it, right? That's all he's got. That's who I feel bad for. That's who I'll go up. Now, if you're the same guy on the same corner every day with a different pair of J's on, don't believe you. Just don't believe you because I've seen them before. <laughs> I look, I, I look at your shoes. That's what you do. If it's the same guy on the corner, you always look at their shoes and see if they're different shoes. There was a guy that had different J's on every single day. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. You really think people are that stupid? You're wearing Jordans <laughs> out here asking for money. <laughs> what are you doing? You know? It's just not a thing. So, anyway, this is my two cents. Uh, Florida homeless people are a little bit different. They've got great tans. And they look yeah, so much happier. They look so much happier because you see them at the beach a lot. And I gave this guy a dollar the other day, and, and he was just like, thanks, man. And they're just very cool. They're very surfer-esque, you know, very North Shore, very point break. Yeah, yeah that seems like the, the way to go. I never understood, you know, growing up in Iowa, why are there homeless dudes there? And I'm like, you know it's cold like half of the year. Like you're going to be freezing. There's snow here. Yep. Why don't you just make your, make your way down I know you don't got a car, but like, you know, jump on a train or, get, you know, hitch a ride or something, but make your way down where some nicer weather so you're not dealing with the, the cold. If if I were homeless and these people existed, they had the phony baloney gimmick, I'd be upset. Like, my mission would be, like, I'm straight up in your face homeless. Like, I got nothing. And I'm just trying to scrounge a couple dollars to eat. And possibly get myself out of this hole. Because there are a lot of people in a hole. They just, you know, there's a lot of people that are literally one paycheck off from getting back on their feet. It's it's really, really sad, you know. I mean, that was the organization that I was a part of in, in Central Florida. And that's what we would say. We don't want to give a hand out. We want to give a hand up. But the statistic of how many people that are literally either one paycheck away from being homeless or one paycheck away uh, from getting back on their feet. I mean, it's a matter of that differential, right? It's very, very small. 
Yeah, or five viol- violin songs. Yeah, or five, or five violin songs. <laughs> you know, but but then you go. It's like uh, it, like I'm so I'm so interested and fascinated by this whole thing. And I don't want this to sound like a homeless bashing thing by no stretch because that's that's definitely not my mo. And don't even fucking come at me for being some entitled dickhead in Roswell because I'm having this conversation because I'll just put a hole through your face with my fist. Uh, I'm just fascinated, like how how people. Uh, like I like we're kind of, we're being judging McJudgersons a little bit, right? But nobody wants to work right now, and if they really don't. Yeah, nobody wants to work. And if somebody goes to OnlyFans, like our friend Nita Marie or Daisy May or any of these, you know, we've got OnlyFans. Lindsay, I mean, Lindsay and Brandy have other jobs. They don't just do their OnlyFans, but they do OnlyFans, right? I think it's great. I don't judge them. I think it's fantastic. Okay, so they're making money that way. They're asking people for money. They're providing a service. We ask people for money for subscribing to our network. We work for it, right? But we are providing a service and asking for money. Even though these people are playing, not playing the violin, they're acting like they're playing the violin, which I think there's some currency in that. You know, So is it all that bad? Maybe not. No. Yeah, I don't think so. I never you, thought it was bad. I, I stand out there sometimes and listen to some of the songs. I, I thought they were playing. I was fascinated. <laughs> I dropped money in the bucket. So, I mean, I'm not hating on it. Yeah. Like you, I, I prefer that over somebody just standing there with a sign like, give me your money. Play, play the violin. Entertain me a little bit. Here you go, two bucks. Okay. So it's very much like wrestling, right? The, like WWE. They're not really punching each other. So, or I mean, they're, they're the equivalent of the fake violin player. We pay money to go and watch wrestlers fake punch each other. Why would we not give this guy? He's not even forcing us to give him money, unlike WWE, right? <laughs> like, you ain't getting into the arena unless you give him money. <laughs> so Yeah, I never thought about that. It's a, and I wonder if the, like the MMA guys are pissed off at him. Like you guys over here fake punching, you know, with your fake oh, yeah. roids, your fake muscles. <laughs> well, well that, that, that's kind of where I came up with that, that, that line was because there's, it's not so much a stigma anymore, but when MMA in its early, in its infancy stages, there was a thing of MMA fighters that hated wrestling because they were like, you oh, know, really? this, is, this is fake, this is phony baloney, get out of town, blah, blah, blah. And then the two worlds kind of morphed. And you started to see wrestlers get into MMA, really, not for the money, but just to prove that they can beat somebody's ass, i.e. Brock Lesnar, in which he did. And I think his entire MMA career, he's 3-1. and one. I think he lost to, to Frank Mir, right? That was the only one. That was his first fight. But other than that, he won. You know, he won the belt and all that stuff. But CM Punk didn't do anything in MMA. But he tried it. It was almost like a, I'm pushing myself to see if I can do this type of thing, which I get. I understand. MMA guys, on the other hand, are like, I'm going to try to be a professional wrestler because I can make so much more money in that business. There's so much more (laughs) money in the world of professional wrestling than there is in MMA. And you have a very, very short shelf life in MMA. So you kind of got to ask yourself, do I really want to get the shit kicked out of me uh, once every couple months? And train my ass off and drop weight and be miserable and let this run my life uh, and make $15,000 maybe at the end of the night, whatever the buy rates are, I'm a mid, mid-card guy, or 
because I'm kind of jacked and I I could I could work a microphone. I think I might try wrestling. Oh shit! Oh, I'm a millionaire. Oh, this is crazy. You know how that works. So I don't know about yeah. a millionaire, but that, that, but it used to be a thing. That's kind of where I came up with it. Oh really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, because the fake violins. I thought about that when we played the video originally. And that girl goes up. I mean, she was pissed, and and I and I have appreciation for that. Right? Like I have always uh, defended to the the art of conversation in radio. Now I can't do it anymore because it's a lost cause but there was a there 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 was still exists today but i remember when it became a thing and you would radio started hiring celebrities actors musicians and stuff and so the sports world does it all the time you know any sports station that you turn on you're going to have ex-athletes not saying that all ex-athletes can't talk but a lot of them can't talk so they team them up with a broadcaster and the, the broadcaster can talk, the broadcaster can run a show, the broadcaster, broadcaster understands the art of communication or conversation, the broadcaster can work the room, work the phones, and does everything, still does not get paid as much as the ex-athlete because supposedly the ex-athlete is bringing it in because everybody wants to see the backup safety for a team 10 years ago talk on the radio. Because that's such a big draw. <laughs> I mean, like some of the people that they fucking hire, they actually send those people to media training schools. They, they, they go to media. That's why they're all nerdy and, uh, and, and they're all stiff. And they, they, they all have the same, you know, at the end of the day, I think I, it's funny. You're an expert and every other word out of your mouth is I think. If you're an expert, you don't use the words I think. If you're an expert, it's I know. Right, you're in a. Right. Here are the experts for fantasy football. I think this is the guy to go the, this week. Well, no, you're the expert. You, if I go to the bank and they go, I think you might have this much money in your account. I'm going to be pretty pissed off, right? If I go to the doctor, I think after all these tests you might have cancer. No, you either know or you don't know. If you're an expert, you know. That's why our show is called the Fantasy Replacement Show. We're replacing these so-called experts, and we're not guaranteeing that we're right. <laughs> you know, we're pretty damn good, but we're not guaranteeing anything. By the way, uh, the fantasy experts, uh, I'm sorry, the fantasy replacements, see, look at that, the fantasy replacements fantasy football show will come, be coming to the BS uh, network the first Thursday of the season. I believe it's September 7th, September 8th. 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 All right. All right thank yeah. you. So that's when our first episode will air. It'll be with me, three-time Super Bowl champion Randy Cross, and fantasy football expert from fantasyfootballempire.com, Jeff Bogus Bogus. will be will be joining uh, us, and we've got some great sponsors uh, already. If you'd like to be a sponsor, there's a couple opportunities you can you can reach out to us. And uh, see, my I got my shirt on. This is what I wore to my draft. See it? The champ is here. See that? Oh, nice. What what is it? Or what's in the the helmet under the crown? Uh, it's a football. It's a football. Oh, okay, sorry, we couldn't see it from here. Yeah, it a- looks like a V from here. Uh, ow! Shit. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, the only one I could find, I, uh, I, you know where I got it? I got it uh, from the people that sell our merchandise. So uh, I went on to podcastthebs.com, and I didn't even take advantage of a 35 percenter offer, you know, when they do that. But I was like, I got to find this shirt. 
and I don't like ordering. I don't like the. T- I'm a I'm a t-shirt snob. Like it has to be the right kind of t-shirt. Um, the ones if you get the were they the premium brand or blend of our our shirts from from our merch store? I, I, we've got tons of them at the house. They're they're fantastic. They're like mm-hmm. the best t-shirts I've ever owned. They're nice and snug on my arms, but yet they're comfy on the body. And uh, they wash up nice. And so it's like totally worth the extra like five or 10 bucks or whatever. So that's what this is. And this is the only one they had. Uh, I wanted to, I, I almost reached out to you and was, I was going to do, do our own logo and put it up there and use my, uh, my team name and put, you know, two time back to back world champion, you know, cause I'm, I'm back to back world champion. That's all. I'm going for my third one this year in this league. I mean, this is this is pretty pretty damn. I was going through the statistics on on our website the other day, and I, I've I'm I'm really good at this stuff. Really, I mean, that's a fact. I'm just really really good. Uh, so I was like, Jesus, this is great. I'm the champ. I've won three times in our league, and our league's been around for 23 years. That's pretty good. Three Super Bowls in 23 years. Yeah. Yeah. 10% of the time. That's great. 10% 15, I guess. 15% of the time. I'm right. 85% of the time or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's another guy that's one seven, you know, he, 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 he oh, had damn Tom Brady. Yeah. He had, he had, he had a run. He, he did have a run. There's no doubt about it. So anyway, uh, yeah. So there you go. That's, that's all the reason it came down to Florida. It's my fantasy football draft. People think I'm fucking nuts. I think I'm crazy. Oh, before we do uh, your Mexico moment, I went to snow hut. Oh, yeah. How was it? Was it still there? <laughs> if there is a place on earth that I will travel far and wide through hell and high water for something I don't normally, if ever, eat, and that is sugar, it is Snow Hut. Let me tell you about Snow Hut. Snow Hut is a very small building in the parking lot of a Home Depot in Merritt Island, Florida. Don't blink. You'll miss it. But it's owned by a gentleman named John. And I've known this guy for a very long time. And, I mean, this goes back to my first wife because this is how I found him because her family lives over here. And we stopped by one day. I was like, oh, snow cones. That sounds delicious. It's hot outside. I was like, God, I wonder if, he's, wonder if they're real snow cones and he's got egg custard. And I walked up and I saw this guy. And I said, any chance you have egg custard? He goes, you must be from Maryland. I said, yeah, how'd you know? He goes, I'm from Baltimore. I was like, he goes, I know exactly. You're, you're the only person that's ever asked for egg custard. I've had to change the name to Florida Skyline because people in Florida think it's disgusting when you say egg custard. Does egg custard, Nikki, sound gross when you say that loud? It definitely does. I wouldn't eat anything that said egg custard. Really? Mm-mm. Nate? I don't even drink egg now. Really? Yeah, see, see, that's a, it sounds good to me. Like, I like custard. You, you're getting a snow cone. Um, and then the egg doesn't really throw me throw me off that much because it just it makes me think of what's in the custard. I'm thinking, like, eggs, maybe some vanilla. I just think of the smell of that yeah. vanilla and everything. So it makes it sound good to me. Yeah. Brandon, that doesn't gross you out, egg custard? No, I like custard. It's, it's a, yeah. Maybe the egg throws off a little bit. But every time, I, whenever I think of egg custard, I think of the time I try to make French toast and I fucked it up and I just and like scrambled eggs in my toast and it tastes real bad. That just kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, but yeah, I guess, I guess it's how you look at the word egg, right? You either think of scrambled eggs, which would be gross, wet eggs in the sink after the, you know, you left on the plate. That's disgusting. 
or kind of what Nate was saying, egg in the custard, you use it to bake and, yeah, and or like eggnog, eggnog, delicious. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's the way So Floridians don't like the word egg custard. So we had to change it to Scott, uh, Florida Scott was like, you got marshmallow. He goes, damn right. I do. And so we became very good friends. Well, I mean, we became friends, right? So uh, my birthday, he would travel over to Orlando when I was doing radio there. He would bring in a, a travel snow thing and, and do free snow cones for the people at the radio station. And for me, he's just a very nice and sweet man. And, you know, we keep in contact every once in a while. Like, he'll reach out to me on LinkedIn and, and this and this and that. So we roll up there, right, the other day. And I'm waiting in line. He's got a line. And, the, and it's expanded. Like, he's done a lot with this. He's got outside seating, and it's this little tiki hut thing going on. I'd like to get him a new sign outside. I don't like his sign. Um, I was thinking about doing that as, like, a, a just a nice gesture, like going to Ryan at Create Graphics and making him a nice new sign out front. It'd be cool. Anyway, uh, so I'm in, and he's, he's back there, and I'm like, is that John? I'm trying to see him. It was like we couldn't see each other, and he's looking back at me, and we both could tell we were kind of, checking each other out, you know, looking at each other up and down. And he's looking, and he's looking, and he's squinting his eyes. And, you know, I'm at that age. I'm squinting my eyes. And, you know, we're, we're, he goes, no. And I said, yeah. And he goes, oh, man. And he comes out. He gives me a big hug. And he goes, I got your egg custard. Now, what he used to do, because I needed bigger, he added an extra large cup. Like, if you're having, I know this isn't very environmentally friendly, but if you're having a snow cone, it's got to be in a styrofoam cup. It just has to be. You can't have yeah. snow cones in plastic. It's just it's something about the styrofoam cup, especially especially if you're putting marshmallow on top. There's just something about it. And so he used to have, he I, like, just for me, he would have these gigantic styrofoam cups. And it I don't eat much sugar. So when I get that kind of sugar in my body, I go into a sugar shock and my body starts to feel tingy. It's weird, right? And, uh, and yeah, so we went and I got my egg custard. My wife was with us. Our friend Kelly was with us and we're talking and he's had a, a rough last couple years uh, with the pandemic and stuff. Business-wise, it was good. He can't find anybody to work there. He says nobody wants to work. None of the kids want to work. None of the kids want that you know, after school job at the snow cone place. You know, they want to well, be billionaires yeah. by 18. It's crazy. Yeah, they're, they're making their money on TikTok at home. They're like, why do I got to go sit in the sun and do that shit? <laughs> I know, but that, that you learn so many skills when you have those types of jobs. I really, oh, I, yeah, for sure. I, I, I just, I like, I, I, I'm, I'm sad because I think as the years progress, the, um, they're just going to become null and void. You know, and then, and then people that are going to want to retire, like John, you know, I mean, he's in his 50s. Not saying he's going to retire, but it'd be nice for him to have a couple of days off. But he's out there busting his ass 10 hours a day making snow cones because he can't find a kid that wants to work for good money. Slot, you know, slinging snow cones. That's all you got to do. Plus, if you're a dude, by the way, chicks dig guys that sling snow cones. That's another thing you kids are missing out on. Like, you guys don't realize there are certain jobs that you can have in high school that chicks dig. Just pick the right fucking job. Snow cone's one of them. Lifeguard, camp counselor, you know, man in power. Ladies like that. Is this a Florida thing? I've, I've never dug a, a dude who swung snow cones. It, this must be a regional thing. 
No, it's it's worldwide. I've never even known a person who made snow cones. Well, the snow coneist. That's why you've never had the, you know, tweaky titties for him, you know, because you've never met one. I mean, I've been in the snow cone shop. I've seen the people on the corner give a snow cone here and there, but I've never seen a young person making a snow cone and thought, oh, God, he's hot. It, well, one, you're not young anymore, so this is null and void for you. But if you were... I was at one point young. So it, well, that's what he, I'm saying. Like, if you were to go back and when you were uh, a younger Nikki D... And, and and there was a, a strapping young lad slinging some snow cones. I guarantee you would have been like, down the road, I'm going to take him to a Hilton. I know it. I, can just say, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. I'm just saying. But anyway, is Nate, you know how good they are. You know John. You know, Nate used to oh, hook yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're so good. I think the closest thing in Atlanta is... Uh, was it Pelican Snow Cones? Pelican Snow Cones, those folks in Marietta. Yeah. Yeah. That unfortunately had to walk the halls of our former uh, employer and listen to the boss and two other people tell uh, black jokes in the in the hallway. So yeah. Very, and they're black. very, and they're black, by the way. Very embarrassing. And what does Jason do? Well, he goes to, he does the right thing and says something to somebody and. I've never seen a bigger cover up in my life in that business. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, Nikki was the one that they they went to because she heard it. Yeah, they went yeah. to. They, well, see, that was the thing. They Nikki Nikki heard it, and then as her, I guess, quasi supervisor, she comes to me and says, "What do I do?" And I said, "Well, you do what you feel is right." And I was like, "I'm not going to back you either way because I'm a fan of." shooting myself in the foot for whatever is right. And she went and filed a complaint, you know, I mean, talking about the boss and, uh, the boss under that dude came to me and he says, do you know anything about this? I said, I do. And he goes, can you tell me what you know? And I told him and then he went, then he cornered Nikki in a room and kind of talked her out of it. Remember that? Yeah, and then it was never brought up. It was never brought up again. Like we never signed paperwork. Yeah, HR oh. never ever even. I don't even think HR ever found out about yeah. it. Yeah, it was like, are you, yeah, it was like, are you okay? Like, like they, all, I was worried. But then that it was like dropped after. Like we'll we'll figure this out. And then it just like poof, yeah. it's gone. It's amazing, it. fucking amazing. You know, and I think the guy, you know, the guy that talked to us, he's Hispanic. So if any anybody should have any, you know, like the fuck, take him down, man. Take him down to Chinatown. These dumb yeah. fucking racist rednecks. <laughs> just like, what are you doing? <laughs> All right. Uh, so, did you before we do this? Did did you uh, did you try to get John to come up to Atlanta to give me snow cones, Nate? Me? Yeah. Um, I didn't. Not that I remember. He said that somebody reached out to him and was like, "Yeah, they tried to get me to come up to Atlanta, uh, Atlanta to to make you a snow cone." I was like, "Oh." He goes, I tried to do it, man. I just couldn't do it. I was like, okay, no, no worries. Thank you. It's cool. I appreciate the effort. <laughs> Holy shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, not that I remember it. And I was probably the only one that actually knew of them. You know, like the the old producers before me, I don't think would have. So, I don't know. Maybe Rachel tried to do it at one point. And she, he just didn't know who he was talking to. Did you try to get John to come up? Were you the one? She's right here. Maybe. She doesn't know. It's a long time ago. She's getting older. She's forgetting shit. <sighs> <laughs> All 
All right, babe, I got to get back to work. Are you going to the store? Make sure you get your Metamucil. Get your soft food, okay? And your hard candies. And your hard candies. Get your Worthers. The originals, not that new shit. Yeah, get the originals, not the ones, the ones, not the, ones the kids are putting in their, their Everclear. Don't get those. All right, here we go. And now a Mexico moment with Nate. All right, Naders. Uh, Mexico Moment with Nate, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care. Stephanie is a registered veterinary technician certified in hospice and palliative care for dogs and cats with over 20 years experience. They do things like mobile and virtual assessments. Do I need to take my dog or cat to the vet for this? And they also have personal nurses for your fur baby that can collaborate with your vet to ensure the best care for your pet. And now, if you mention the BS, you get 50% off your first appointment, whether it be a consultation about your pet's health, hospice consult, cold laser therapy, or 50% off one night for your dog or cat at the Furry Family Comfort Care Resort. You can find Furry Family Comfort Care at furryfamilycc.com. That's furryfamilycc.com. All right. All right. Yeah, so this actually is going to be a Midwest moment um, because this happened uh, while I was coming back from Iowa to Mexico. And so we uh, when we went to Iowa, we were there with my family for a couple weeks and we didn't book a return flight because we didn't know exactly when we'd be coming back. It was kind of up in the air. Um, So when we finally did book, we're looking to book flights. Flying out of Des Moines is expensive because it's not a big city. I mean, it's. It's decent. It's the biggest city in Iowa, but it's not a huge city. Uh, So the flights are usually a little expensive. A lot of times when we would go to Mexico, we'd drive down to Kansas City or something like that just to get save a couple hundred bucks. So I'm looking around for tickets and it's super expensive um, from out of Des Moines to Cancun. Uh, So I started looking around uh, surrounding cities and I look at Chicago and it's two hundred and fifty dollars cheaper per person to fly out of Chicago. Hmm. So, yeah, so uh, it's usually Chicago and Kansas City are far cheaper in Des Moines. Bigger airports. How long does it drive? Um, it's not far. It's like, five, I think it's about five hours. Um, so, you know, it's it's worth it to save, uh, you know, $500. Hold on. Um, did you say so, five-hour drive? Yeah. To save how much? $500. You have to rent a car? Well, yeah, that's so that that's the next spoiler thing. alert, you fuck. <laughs> oh no, no, no! So we were looking at renting a car, and for some reason, the car was like more. It was like four hundred dollars. If I picked it up at noon and dropped it off at six in Chicago, it would have been. It was like four four hundred dollars or something like that. It was just ridiculous. So we're trying to like figure it out how we could do this. And my parent, you know, my dad's retired, and um. And my mom works, but not on the weekends, obviously. So uh, they were like, well, why don't we drive you over there? We'll make it, you know, we've been spending family time. We'll just make it a little family trip and um, and head on over there. And, and we'll drive you there and, and drop you off and everything. And I was like, all right. And I was like, you know, we're, we're kind of negating the money that we're saving by, like, staying in a hotel totally. and everything like that. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, but if we're paying the same amount that we would have paid here, we're going to get three extra or a couple extra days with you. So, you know, it, it's kind of a wash regardless. And then we can spend some time together. And I was like, okay, fine. If that's what you guys want to do. Um, so we, uh, so we drive over there and we're all driving together in the car and we pick a, a hotel that's like right by the airport, like right outside of it. And um, so, but we get a, we get a room 
This is the first day. So this is basically my uh, black cloud. Um, this is like Nate's black cloud. So first thing we get to the hotel and it's under construction. Like the, the front desk isn't there. It's like back by the pool. Um, and, uh, and we get a room and, and we're staying with my parents. Like we're staying in the room with my parents, two, two queen beds, me and Alexis, my mom and dad. And, uh, and so we go and we go out to get some Chicago pizza we pick up a deep dish pizza and we take it over to this brewery and we sit down and my dad's a vegetarian and he gets, so we get him a little baby veggie deep dish pizza. He bites into it, chips his tooth. The front tooth cracks it like diagonally, diagonally straight in half. Ah, what did he uh, bite into? I don't know. Cause it was a vegetarian pizza. It wasn't, I mean, unless he got some real hard spinach or something, <laughs> I don't know he broke it on um but he's just like holding his mouth and we're like what the f- we couldn't figure out what happened and it was gone and we're like oh fuck did he swallow it and so he's he's, he's digging through um his piece of pizza that's still like on his plate and it had cracked off into his pizza so he found the tooth uh. so we saved the tooth i don't know what else to do with it um so we <laughs> saved the tooth and then what we're going to back how to save to- a tooth <laughs> <laughs> When we get back, he's looking for his, his prescription sunglasses. Can't find him. Fucking lost him. So <laughs> n- the next moment, the, the that black cloud moment. So we're like, okay, whatever. This this trip isn't going super great. So the next morning, um, we're we're flying out. And before we left, I wanted to grab some gummies from the dispensary because you know it's uh it's legal in Illinois. Mm. So I plan a uh or you, you can order online and so it's ready right when when they get there or when you get there and you just pick it up so order online right when it opens like 9 a.m and we probably should have been at the airport at like 8 45 but we're right outside of it so i'm like okay it should be fine so go inside my order's not ready they got to put it together then they put it together they go to checkout and the the um like the register is fucking up so i'm there for f- 10 15 minutes too long we go to the airport um get lost on the way to the airport, even though uh, Alexis's friend, Chrissy messenger, and she was telling her how we got lost on the way to the airport. She's like, Oh, how, how far was it? Wait, like 40, you know, or how long did it take you to get there? Oh, like about 40 minutes. Well, how far away were you? Six minutes. We were six minutes away from the airport and it took us 40 minutes to get there because we kept on getting lost and going around these roads and you know, overpasses. And you know, a lot of airports, if you make the wrong move, right. you, you get back on the interstate and you got to turn around. Um, so yeah, so that was not good. We get to the airport and we're freaking out cause we're super late. We got tiger and all of our, our suitcases and everything. And we go to this first lady and she's like, uh, you can't check in here. You got to go to the special services desk. So we're like, Oh shit. Now we we're like, okay, like, are we going to make it? You know, we're 45 minutes before, you know, we got to be there at the gate or whatever. And she goes, oh yeah, you'll be fine. 45 minutes uh, is, is time to get your, your luggage on. We go to the other line, the special services, sit in there for 15 minutes and get the front. And he's like, nah, you're, you're not getting on your, uh, your luggage. It will not make it to the plane. You probably wouldn't even make it on the plane. And I got nothing else today, so you're going to have to fly out tomorrow morning. Oh no. <laughs> so you have to stay another night in Chicago. Yeah. So yeah, we stay another light, uh, night in Chicago. Um, and then the next morning we get there on time. We're flying, we fly to Cancun. We get off the plane. We're in the the transfer on the way to Playa del Carmen. And I get a text from my mom 
And she says, oh, by the way, I just test positive for COVID. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. And we stayed in a hotel with him for like two, three nights. Um, and then the other day, my dad tests positive for COVID. Oh, so they no. both have it. Alexis and I are both. We haven't left our apartment since we've been home. I'm um, just ordering delivery. So yeah, we are in quarantine uh, until tomorrow, at least. Well, it's only five days now. So you're good. Yeah. Here's the plus about testing positive for COVID, right? Is that it could be worse. You could have monkeypox. That's the new thing. Yeah. Right. So that's that's how I'm looking at it. If I get COVID, uh, because you know now with the kids back to school, you know we've already had the the first email come home from Ariel School. It's like somebody in school tested positive for COVID. We're not going to say who. We're not going to say where. Just letting you know, like. Why? I, I appreciate it, but fucking stop teasing me. You know, it's like the principal's just blowing on my penis. It's like, stop. <laughs> just give me some more information, at least like the vicinity of this person. So I know if my kid was anywhere near this person. I don't understand why it's a big deal to fucking call him out. It's not like we're past the point of you're dirty. You like the Chinese. You eat bats. I mean, we've moved on from that. You can tell me. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, I'm sick. I don't feel well. I've got COVID. It's okay. And I understand there was once a time when you got, when you thought you had COVID, you got COVID, you felt dirty and you're going to be, you know, oppressed or persecuted or whatever the case may be. I think we've moved on from that. So it's funny you were talking you, when you were saying that you got you were six minutes from the airport, but it took you forty minutes. So on uh, back in Atlanta, where they're changing four hundred, you know, and then the two eighty five, and even Google Maps hasn't caught up with it, which is crazy because Google Maps usually is on top of all that stuff. So the other week, I went and had lunch with some old friends of ours. Uh, um, from Stottlemyre and Associates, Sarah and Rebecca. And they wanted to meet by Lennox, which is a place I don't get out too often. So I get on the, I, 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 I'm just following my nav and it's taken, I'm like, it takes me on four. Now, I should have known better. This is the problem with nav. It makes us so lazy. I know how to get there. You know, it's not that difficult. It's a straight shot right down 400. You get off. It says Lennox on the you know exit and boom, you're right there. But I'm, I'm following my nav, and it's got all these now, these because of construction, these sites. It took me probably about the same amount of time just to get to the exit. And I kept getting, I kept guessing wrong. So I would get off the interstate because it would tell me to get off the interstate at this exit. But when you did, it split left and right, but it never told me which way to go. So three different times I did this on three different exits, and I picked wrong every time. So I was supposed to go right. I went left. I was like, okay, this time I'm going to go right, or this time I'm going to go left, I go right. I mean, it was like every time, and I'm just circling around where I'm supposed to be, and I couldn't get there. <laughs> like, son of a bitch. Uh, so I get the worst. I understand it. All right. Oh. Yeah. Oh, with the other part I, I left out was we met up with my friends at a bar, uh, some friends from Orlando, actually. And my parents came with, never met my parents before. And uh, my dad comes and we're from Iowa, you know, so we kind of get that that Midwest stereotype. So my dad goes to meet him. Hey, how you guys doing? And he has this chip tooth across the front. I'm like, great. We look like fucking hillbillies. <laughs> hey, we just moved to Iowa from Georgia. 
It's not to be here in the big city of Chicago. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pop by the hotel just to just to see some of the the radio folk. I, I would have if it was just me and Alexis, but my parents were there and and they had the car, so I, I didn't really have uh I wasn't able to schedule my own time. Because you're about what, thirty minutes from the hotel? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Go to the bar, walk in and see all the powers, the powerful people of the industry. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I, I wish uh I would have done that, but it looked like everybody got COVID there too. Oh, is there a COVID outbreak there? I saw somebody post in one of the Facebook groups. Is like, raise your hand if you tested positive at the boot camp. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw that. Really? That's hilarious. Good for them. I hope there's specific people that got it worse than others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and they're in that elderly tier, so it's going to hurt <laughs> even more. All right, let's talk to our guests, shall we? Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys, self, it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation. Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, The usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform, usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, watkinslawfirm.llc, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy Newbert Teesman's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Newbert Teesman's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance. But they do so much more than that with a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management. Newbert Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life. That's a true story actually happened to a listener, right? So right now, the Wellness Combine, get it for 99 bucks. That's $200 off the regular pl- uh, price. Plus, mention the BS Podcast and get 10% off that price. But you got to mention the BS Podcast. Go to menswellnessleague.com. Hit that schedule button. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastabs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. I want to say the same thing I said when we had Robin Lively on not that long ago. Is I'm a big fan of family-friendly entertainment. In a world where I think pe- I, th- I think people, you know, go too far over uh, the top where they're not real in order to make something dark, and they try to be too edgy, and it just comes out horrible. Uh, with that being said, our guest uh, Susie Abermite has a new movie called Love and Bloom, which is out by the time we release this. 
uh, on GAC Family Network. In addition to the Great American Family uh, Network, it's also available to stream on Philo, Hulu, and Sling. So, Susie, it's everywhere. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it's been it's been a super <laughs> it's been a super busy week um, in the next couple of days. But yeah, um, you know, this was uh, we worked really hard on this project, and it 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 just reminds me of like the old rom coms of you know Meg Ryan and. Tom Hanks and I and I and I love it. <laughs> I love and, and, being the rom com queen. Yeah, and, and let me tell you, I'm a rom com fan. You know, it, like my wife knows that she's not going to have any kickback from me if she puts on the Devil Wears Prada or Twenty Seven Dresses. Uh, I, I mean, I love the Devil's. I mean, it's a perfect. That is a that is perfection. That movie is just like like. Um, Anne Hathaway and Meryl Streep uh, and Emily Blunt. Yeah, I mean Emily Blunt just steals every scene. I mean it's just like it's just so good. Yeah. It's just so good. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, everything about it. Now your this movie. Okay, so I saw the trailer. You know, for Love and Bloom, and you know, every, you get like sometimes when you see a trailer or just a little tidbit of something, you get like this vibe of another movie. And I got hit upside the side of the head when I saw the trailer for love and bloom of um, what's the movie with uh, Michael Douglas, Jennifer Conley, Matthew McConaughey, the the ex-girlfriends, the girlfriends past girlfriends past. You know what I'm talking about? Oh my God. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, Jennifer Garner, Jennifer Garner, not Conley. Yeah. Jennifer Garner. Ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, 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 it's a ghost of girl- girlfriend past. Yay, we did it. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll, I think people know what we're talking about. But so this reminded me of that because you travel for a wedding and mm-hmm. there's the love interest that's getting married, not to you, but right. there's the connection and there's the goofiness, right. there's the, the, the comedy, and then there's the rom-com. It's just very similar. You have a very similar character to Jennifer Gardner in that movie, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little different because I feel, uh, the journeys of the men, uh, I think for Matthew was like, he was this womanizer, like sort of, uh, this wild, irreverent, crazy character who ultimately sees the error in his ways and becomes tame. Like, you know, where it's like he, he blew, he, he got too scared out of love, but there is a similar journey for, I would say, uh, Julian's character where he has to be brave enough to step into love. So, um, so yeah, I think, and I think for my character, it's like, she just feels kind of stuck in her life and, uh, you know, she's like seemingly has it all. And yet, you know, she, she doesn't, you know, cause it's like, she's been dating this guy for like, uh, five years and he hasn't proposed and she's supposed to be this like super successful florist. And, you know, it, and she just feels stuck cause she's getting some bad reviews. So she ends up going to Australia journeys to Australia, uh, to, for her sister's wedding. And then uh, her sister and the fiance get marooned on an Island where, so then she's forced to plan this wedding with her and the best man. And they got off on a terrible foot. They're like, you know, they can't stand each other in the beginning. And then it slowly blossoms into 
something anew yeah. where love starts to bloom. <laughs> and, 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 you know, so you got a really pretty cast. You know, you're the guys. The guys are pretty, right? Now, let me ask you this, Susan. So you're in a movie like this. You're in a rom-com like this. And every girl's dream is to have the princess wedding, the princess boyfriend and a fiance and a husband. And you're acting in this over-the-top, family-friendly uh, lovey-dovey rom-com at any point in time when you do a movie like this do you go why can't this happen in real life all the time <laughs> I literally say this all the time yeah you know uh yeah why can't it happen like that well I mean I think I've always it's like when I look at like the notebook or something it's like they haven't talked about what happens after they find love in the notebook like <laughs> all that period of time where it's like the, you know, uh, guy, like girl meets boy, boy, screw, you know, like they start to fall in love, boy screws it up and then, or girl screws it up. And then, uh, eventually they figure it out and get back together and all is happy. But then, you know, the, after the happy part and they're together, how do you, like continue moving forward and like having a beautiful, like happy, happy, happier relationships. So I think it's like, yeah, it, I, I mean, I would love a movie like that to figure out like, um, you know, obviously not maybe a movie like marriage story where like <laughs> the dissolving of a relationship with Scarlett Johansson and, uh, mm-hmm. and Adam driver, but like, how, how can you figure out how to make like love lasting over the years and make it, you know, still beautiful and amazing. And so, yeah, I mean, all the time I, I, I try to figure that out. You know, I've currently been single for a while and just wanting to tell more stories about love to try to manifest that in my life. So you, so you get a, you go out on a date and you see you like a guy, let's say in your case, you're like, look, I've done enough of these movies. I know how this works. What's your problem? Let me, let just, here's the blueprint. Let me tell you, like, here's who I am. I'm a mixture of love and bloom and, uh, you know, the notebook. So if you can meet me in the middle, we could probably be really happy the rest of our lives. <laughs> I mean, you know, that would be great. It's just people are tricky, you know? So it's sort of, uh, we're all sort of tricky creatures. Mm-hmm. And trying to blend those, like, do you guys have similar values? Are you, you know, similar goals? Do you look at the world? Like, I like, can you guys communicate in a really healthy, beautiful way? And there's so many variables, like, you know, in terms of communication and in terms of um, having a lot of things in common to kind of build upon. Um, I think those are really important. And, um, yeah, I think, I think you can like from my past experiences, you can totally love someone, but then start to realize that it's like, Oh, we're totally on different paths. We look at the world completely differently. Like the way that like we look at relationships is completely differently. And I think if those things are so different, you know, then it's hard, I think to build upon that, if that makes any sense. What's the best date you've ever been on? I've had, I've, had a, I've had a few. I've definitely had a few. Um, well, there was one, there was one date where, uh, this guy closed down an entire planetarium and it was just like a private tour 
of like looking up at the stars and having like a tour guide tell us like oh. everything. We had like all the attention to kind of, you know, have them. Ex- it was, it was, that was amazing. Um, there was another date that I had where we swam. Like it was just one of those like nature days where it's kind of like, we're just hanging out as friends. And then it sort of like turned into this date where it was like, we swam a mile like um, in this, in this lake. And I was like, it's sort of when you, when you stretch yourself, beyond uh what you think you're capable of it it was like it was so it was such a bonding moment I think for both of us it was like oh wow I could die at any moment (laughs) like sort of those adrenaline bonding moments um and there was another date that I had in a relationship and it was just sort of like we were just reading each other's thoughts like off like the jump which was really cool and then there was like another one where you know um man, super romantic, just going to like playing, like just having a really great dinner and then going to the beach and then just talking about everything and nothing and like getting our feet wet and running in the water. Um, and then just, and then I'm, and then, to, and then, like, then I'm assuming, I mean, I've, I've had Oh, go ahead. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, cause these are fantastic dates. Uh, but just like, uh, you know, the story of uh, a guy's life, he screws it up a week or two later, right, by doing something stupid. That's why you're no longer with these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there, there, was, there was a few relationships that I had that were a couple years, and um, and I think there was just uh, that one. We were, just, we were just too different. And it was sort of like, oh, we – there was so much – like spiritually and emotionally that I think that we connected on. But I I think beyond that, we started to realize that we were just, we're just so different. And I think he's now with someone who really like matches him. Mm. Um, And I was just like, Oh, clearly like, that's not me. Like, this is what you needed to be with. Like, yes. And so that, that makes me happy that he found that. But, and then the other ones, you know, sometimes just aren't ready or it's the timing and sometimes get scared and because of past issues and, you know, like we all do, we all, cause like that can be really scary if you're fully, there was a quote um, that I thought was so beautiful is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally butcher this, but it's something along the lines of, you know, if I, if I'm brave enough to let you see me and you're brave enough to let me see you and then we can, and if we both really jump into this, then I think something magical is going to happen here. And so I think the idea of that is it can be really scary to just let someone see all of you, all your flaws, all your strengths, like every, you know, it it can be really hard to feel like you want to feel seen, but then in feeling seen, you know, they'll see all of you. So that can be very intimidating to a lot of people. And I think if you're, I think a lot of guys like in the past that I have dated have, you know, wanted to hide or hide behind like being successful of like in these certain ways. And so, you know, when you have to really step into love, like you can't control it, you Mm -hmm. know, there's no part of, there's no room for control in love because then that's not love. You're romantic. I think it's like you have to surrender. That's what you're you're a romantic. That's what you are. And that's what you totally am. I'm exactly totally a romantic. You are you are like, I mean, you wanna live what you do for a living. You wanna live the storybook romance. But here's the thing is like where are you finding these guys? Somebody I mean, look, by the way, 
Susie's done a million different things, and she's a fantastic actress. I mean, from the Forever Purge to One Tree Hill Days, Know the Enemy, Battle Los Angeles, which I'll talk about because a buddy of mine was in that with you. And, and, and so you've been in Hollywood doing this for a minute. You can't just go out and date the barista at the local Starbucks, you know, right? You can't do that. I mean, I can. I mean, I have. Really? <laughs> T- t- tell me the last I mean, tell, well, tell me the last guy you dated that was not in the business and what did he do? You don't tell me his name, but like what did he do? Okay, well I dated well I dated a like architect, but no, the last one, I mean he was sort of um like like finally deciding that I think he realized he is a really talented artist, but I think he had all these odd jobs and now we're like really close friends he's one of my dearest dearest friends but you know he he was sort of in a in a place where it was like you know he he had a lot of odd jobs or like it wasn't barista but it was definitely one it it really just depends on you know if this person is wonderful Mm. you know I think um I think he was a few years younger than me so it just it, it like wasn't gonna work I think emotionally or well, actually emotionally he like is wonderful but I, I just think there were too many differences so that's like why we just ended up staying friends mm. um but yeah like it like where he was in his life but it you know honestly you know it, I think it I think you do have to have a lot in common and we certainly did um or we certainly do but um, so you're giving yeah, you're giving you're, you're, you're giving hope to Brandon right now. Brandon is listening, and he's like, you know, so you're saying that if I run into Blake Lively and she's no longer with Ryan Reynolds, then I actually have a chance. And he he puts fences up for a living. So you're giving my friend Brandon here a lot of hope. So thank you for that, Susie. For sure. Well, honestly, like it really. I mean, if you look at, I mean, there's there's so many, there are so many situations where it doesn't necessarily. You know, I mean, look at uh, Matt Damon and his wife. She was like a bartender in Miami. And, you know, they've been going strong for like 15, 20 years or something. Yeah. So I, I feel like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. It just matters, you know, are these, um, like, are, do you guys have the same values? Do you look at the, the world in a very similar way? It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but it has to be like a lot of compatibility in order to go the distance. And then on top of that, like, I think there has to be that initial spark. There has to be that, like, at least for me, like it's either like there has to be that sense of feeling of, Oh my God, that earth shattering feeling. Cause sometimes when I've, I've, you know, I've, I've definitely pursued relationships that I just felt like, Oh, we're so good over the phone. Yeah. Like I, I feel like there was a relationship like a, a few years ago where it was just like, we're so good over the phone. And then just in person, it just, it didn't quite line up. And I just kept, because we had so much in common, you know, we, I could talk to him for hours about everything. Um, but ultimately I think, you know, it was just that chemistry that sometimes you just don't quite have. So yeah. it's, do they, you know, it's, it's, do, do they, ha- do they have to like tennis? Do they have to be a tennis uh, player or a fan? No, no, not for me, but they have to be an athlete. I have to be able to like throw a football around with them. They don't have to be like a super, like amazing athlete, but like definitely like super active 
and be able to throw football with me. Oh, okay. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's in, sort that, of. That's interesting that, you know, I, I don't think I've ever heard a woman say, if a man wants to be with me, they have to throw a football. Now, for those that don't know. Well, no, 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 no. Well, I mean, they have to know how to throw a football. Oh, they have to know. Of course, every man should know how to throw a football spiral and, and, and finish with, yeah, the, and finish so with the rest. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. there's something, there's something I think so sexy about that. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, I mean, I really do. I just, I really like, I love feeling like a woman and I love it when a man can fully be in his masculine and yeah. So he like definitely be an athlete. Like it would be fun to play tennis together or, you know, but like we or go skiing like, cause I'm an active person. So I think it would be, really important that that would he would have to be active we would just that's just sort of kind of uh, a must for me (laughs) definitely for sure but then someone really smart and who I can talk to you know like um just talk about a lot of ideas and um you know I'm a sapiosexual so I feel like I'm really like turned on by like the mind and brilliance and like you know I just I love brilliant ideas and somebody who's like really well read, but like, I don't know, is seeking truth. It doesn't necessarily like, yeah, I don't don't know. I mean, you know, it's like, I can say all this and then, you know, I meet the guy and you know, who knows? I don't know. Well, for those that don't know, Susie was uh, an amazing junior. I'm a tennis player. I love tennis. I host the big uh, ATP 250 in Atlanta every year. So love, love, love tennis. And you had the opportunity to actually go pro if, but you just decided like, I'm going to be an actress instead. You're like ranked number six in the world as a junior. And did you, did, you did go to Duke, didn't you? Or no, you went down to Florida. Oh, yeah. you did. Okay. But you went down with Chris Everett's camp in Boca and then you went to Duke and then like you're a couple years into it. You're like, it's just, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that oh. is exactly what happened. I, I wasn't sixth in the world. That would have been really cool. I was competing and going toe to toe with people who are sixth in the world. I was sixth in the country in the U.S. Country. So I just want—I just want to make Sorry. sure. So you know, my my former tennis players, if they hear that, and you know, no, she wasn't. I was like, yes, I know. Um, but I was working up to be like top hundred, and I, I won an international tournament and reached the semis of another one. So I was like on my way of. And this was like as a junior tennis player. Right. Um, but then I just, I always knew, I was always pulled into being an artist. That was something I always wanted to do for my entire life. And yeah, it finally just started to happen. I think I had to fully let go of tennis halfway through um, my sophomore year in college. I just was like, you know what? In order for me to like really do this after, fully pursue this full time. Who were you coming up with at that time? Who else was it um, in the junior circuit with you? Ashley Harkerode. I lost to her in the quarters of the Easter Bowl. I had like just beat like the number one seed, Amber Liu. She's now married to John Chang. Um, and then, yeah, um, I'm trying to think uh, who else. Andy Roddick. So we, he, I was actually recruited by his coach, and we were friends growing up. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, me and Andy, we went to prom together. Really? <laughs> um, yeah, and Marty Fish. So Andy and Marty. Um, trying to think who else. Uh, uh, gosh, 
I'm a, um, I'm a, I'm an Andy Roddick fan, not only from a fan standpoint, but I think Andy, you know, gets a little bit of a bad rap of he's this and he's that. But every time that I've talked to him or, you know, we had him out for some exos. I also used to host the New York open when that existed. And, uh, he came out, I got to meet him and I was just like, you know, just like as a, as a, as a, as a tennis player, who's always struggling to, to, to get better. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm in that, I'm in that club four or five range. You know what I mean? And you're always working on stuff, right? but, oh, but you're a really good tennis player, but, but yeah, but people that played college or had a taste of what the pro-life was, it's just so fluent for them. You know, it's just this motion that's nothing. Right. You could you could not play for a year and come back and still hit the ball solid like you did. Every time I'm out there, I'm like, all right, I got to think, stretch, focus. <laughs> <laughs> just got to do this. And I'm playing guys that it's are like two true. weeks from yeah. death. Oh, no, you know? yeah. Yeah. So, I totally know what you're talking about. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's cool to know that. But so you get out of tennis and you don't jump right into, I mean, you were doing some acting, but you, you, be, you, you're a singer, you become a singer and you do this song with fat Joe, right? I did. Yeah, I did. Um, I had a song, yeah. Playing on the radio. I mean, this was just only in, in Florida and like, just kind of like, uh, near Miami and all the kind of, it was, it was sort of just all over. Uh, Florida, but yeah, I, um, and then I had like a few other songs that were like top requested songs. I mean, this is like way back in the day. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, is, this is a while ago. This is like right around the time I was like, just got out of college. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool time. It was really cool to, you know, get a taste of the whole, like, cause this does bring me back to like, all the radio um, interviews and stuff. I mean, that was like when I was promoting my song on the radio, you go from radio to radio station and you're promoting, you know, the song. And so this is, is, is definitely taking me back. Um, yeah. Did you, did you ever go to Orlando to promote uh, your song? I think, yes, I did. I did. We went to, so Gainesville, I was huge in Gainesville. I was huge in Gainesville. Um, but yeah, we went to Panama city, uh, Orlando, yeah. uh, Miami. I mean, we had a bunch of, uh, I had a bunch of songs playing all over Miami, like power 96 and Y 100 and wild 955. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I did have done radio and, well, for almost 30 years, but 17 years of that was in Florida and Orlando and Tampa. And I, I re- Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I remember the days of, you know, kind of, well, obviously, you know, the, the up and coming artists coming at the radio station. I mean, I was at the station that launched in sync and backstreet boys. So those guys used to come in and, you know, Justin Timberlake is screening our calls at one point in time, same with Brittany. So it was, th- those bring back good memories for me too. Cause I was young in the business and I was just starting out and I thought it was cool. Uh, the, to see these artists that are up and coming that are playing, you know, our big red hot and boom. And, you know, and they have one song and they go out there in front of a hundred plus thousand people. And then I never hear from them again. And it's like, what happened to you? But you, you parlayed that into an acting career, successful acting career, um, doing some really, really big things. The, the battle Los Angeles. So uh, I'm friends with Neil Brown jr. Who is in battle Los Angeles. He's uh he's an Orlando. He's, of course. Yeah. He's an Orlando guy. And that was one of his big breaks after he had a, uh, a brief pop on Walking Dead. And I remember him being so excited about that. And I remember going, watching the movie, 
loving the movie, thought it was a great movie, but it's probably one of the only movies that I've ever seen that there should have been a sequel, but there was not. Right. Yeah. You could have, yeah. you could have done a whole trilogy on that movie and it just kind of fell off the face of the planet. Yeah, it did. I think uh, the director, um, I think he went off to go do uh, Clash of the Titans. Oof. So I don't know if they were just like, oh, I'm going to do Clash of the Titans, and then maybe they just kind of lost momentum. But I think I think it was number one at the box office, but I think ultimately like they didn't make the money that they had hoped. Mm-hmm. So I think there was talk that they were going to do a sequel, but I think how much I guess it took to make – it, I guess for I guess the studio it wasn't worth it for them maybe perhaps oh gosh I don't know yeah Clash of the Titans not a good move you can't recreate that classic Clash of the Titans with the metal owl from back in the day you know, yeah you know with with uh, with what's his name the, the the you know the Mickey from Rocky you know she's in there it's awesome um, so a couple other things that that you've done I want to bring up King Richard speaking of tennis. Uh, you played Robin Finn. I didn't know this. You know, you played the New York Times um, uh, writer. That's a real person. You played a real person in King Richard, right? I played a real person. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I had no yeah, idea that I, was I a real person. Actually, yeah, I tried getting a hold of her, but uh, she wasn't like it, it was hard to like it was on Facebook or something, and um, so it was kind of tricky to get a hold of her. But you know, so I had to kind of do my best to kind of fill in the blanks after reading her article and you know but yeah she was she was first to it with the with the Williams sisters for sure that's crazy I had no idea you know you watch the movie and if you don't know you don't know and I would have never known if we didn't have you on here but you know for Serena and Venus which their story is amazing uh of course what they've done in tennis and Serena getting ready to retire after the open and whatnot but um like the the reporter that that did that, and you play Robin. Like I had no idea that that was one of the or the one of the biggest, if not the biggest at the time, um, publicity for the sisters. Oh right, yeah, that was their first like big deal. Yeah, it was yeah. their first big deal. Sure. Um, so you got that uh, and the Forever Purge, which I like all the purges. And, um, but the thing on Netflix, you have this Jessica Jones. So for, for you superhero fans, this is a Marvel, um, Jessica Jones. So you don't play Jessica Jones, but you play Pam. You're, you're kind of like the, the secretary chick The Jessica Jones was Peter Parker's classmate, Spider-Man's classmate back in the day. What? You didn't know that. And you're on the show. I did not know that. I mean, there's so much that I like missed in the Marvel universe i had no idea no idea oh That's my so wild so your 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 character because this is a big deal like for superhero nerds and i'm a superhero nerd but like when you start going on all these different roads and angles and this is a big deal to netflix so this show you're on you obviously know is a big deal and you probably get bombarded by the superhero nerds and they're correcting you or telling you something and want you to be at a you know, nerd con or something like that, right? You, you, now that you're in this world. Sure. Right? Yeah, okay. Sure. So Jessica Jones, yeah. her father got tickets to Disney World from her boss, who was Tony Stark. Iron that Man. is so, I had no idea. This is so crazy. So, okay. This is so crazy, but. 
Oh. By the way, I have I have I have a nine fifteen, so I have to. I have, unfortunately, I really want. I don't want to finish this. I mean, I want to finish this conversation, but I would love to like. I can understand. Talk to you guys more. Well, I appreciate. Um, I don't that. know if there's like another time that we could schedule to like keep going down this rabbit hole because it's amazing. We we have this effect on guests; uh, they just never want to leave. But I, I'm going to let you leave. But let's before we let you go because I know you got to go quickly. Love and Bloom, which is out. GAC Family Network, Philo, Hulu, Sling, Susie Abramite. Thank you so much for coming on all the time and come back on so we can talk about your shows that you're on that you don't know anything about okay i think that's important <laughs> i know i would love that are you kidding that would be amazing thank you so much I, absolutely this is such a joy <laughs> all right Susie. thanks for your time talk soon all right thank you so much okay all right bye bye hold up wait a minute let's hear from our sponsors Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross Georgia showroom location. Let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? Very simple. UCIGranite.com. The letters U-C-I, the word granite.com. Help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there. Whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastabs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. You guys seen the video of the woman that was attacked by the rabbit fox? Rabbit, not rabbit, but rabbit fox. You guys seen this? Oh, I don't think so. No. No. You know, well, he has rabies. Yeah, rabbit, rabbit. Am I saying that wrong? Rabid, rabid. That's what I said. It's not rabbit. It's rabid, rabid. If you want to look it up and find out where, I, I, I should have probably done this. Bad, bad host. I don't know where it was, but I saw the video, uh, and it's it like there's a there's a there's a part in the video where you just squirm, and this this older woman who is on her phone out in front of her house. And, I mean, this footage is amazing. Like, it's security footage, security cam footage. And this uh, this rabid fox 
just struts across the front lawn, beelining for this older woman who's on the phone. When I say older woman, I mean, she's not pottying in her pants or anything, but she's probably in her like late 60s, you know? And she's on her phone, and you see this fox just like kind of, I'm the man, you know, just strutting and goes up to this woman without, and she doesn't see it at all, bites her leg, attacks her for no reason. Like they're nowhere near each other. The fox comes out of the woods and attacks this woman and starts biting her leg. This woman's a badass. She fights the fox off. The fox comes back. She punts the fox. So the video you'll probably see, like if you watch it off of TMZ, they slow it down and they show this woman perfect form. Just kicks the ever-loving shit out of this fox. This fox goes in the air, does like a 180, 360, floppity, floop, floop, lands on its paws and goes back to bite her. And she's continued. And then so it then jumped. This is where I squirm. It jumps from the ground up. To her midsection, and like, and she fights it off with her hand. Because if you see the after pictures, she's got you know her hands all puffy, and you know she's all bit to shit. Um, and she's just still trying to fight. Us. She's kicking. I mean, like she's a pretty agile older woman. And then you see her husband, who looks like he hasn't stretched any time in his life, and he kind of like putzes out of the house with a stick. And the fox uh, doesn't go after the husband, doesn't see it, and the fox just, just goes. The husband was a little bit too late. I'm assuming she was screaming. But she had her phone in her hand the whole time. She never hung up with the person on the phone, and she never dropped the phone, even though she – this is how dependent uh, uh, we are on our cell phones. She never dropped the phone, nor did she hang up the phone with the person. And I know this because as soon as the fox attack is done, she puts the phone right up to her ear and starts talking again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's looking at it. She's like FaceTiming. She's like, Carol, did you see what just happened? <laughs> uh, I'm looking at it. was in uh, New York. New York. Uh, crazy, right? New York. The fo- Have you ever heard of a fox attacking a person without being you know, like defending its babies or its territory or something like that. I mean, this fox, like, sought this woman out. Yeah, no, I mean, I, same thing with uh, raccoons. Like, I know it happens, but I've never seen it, never actually seen it happen. Yeah, it's crazy. It just keeps coming at her, and she just keeps booting it in the face, and it doesn't. it does not care. So what do you do, Brandon? You, what do you do? Nikki D's back. Nikki D's uh, Wi-Fi went down, and she she had to quickly go to the local McDonald's. I mean, talk about a warrior. This is a warrior. She she takes her podcasting equipment from her beautiful Hilton suite where she turns tricks in Savannah, Georgia, to the <laughs> McDonald's and now is set up and is probably going to talk like this. Sorry, guys. I just had to go to the McDonald's. I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> so, is anybody looking at you? Not right now. Not right now. Is there anybody in there? Yes, people in here because it's probably coming around lunchtime. So I'm in the back. I'm trying like to be away from people, but I'm kind of also by the bathroom. It's like not another spot I can go in. Well, you don't have your equipment though. You didn't bring your your podcasting. You're talking through your computer, right? That's why it sounds like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Well, why didn't you bring your equipment? You know you're going to be recording. Well, I don't think I I don't think I have my setup like y'all is. I got to figure that out. 
Weren't you recording a podcast with uh, Manny? I mean, weren't you doing that for months? Yeah, but it's the same way here. Yeah, it's the same exact thing. You plug and play. That's why every Tom, Dick, and Harry's got a podcast in this world is because it's so easy to do. No, so you're kidding. Oh, she got out. Somebody else got on the internet at McDonald's. Sorry. (laughs) She's McMute. (laughs) All right. Oh, no. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, Brandon, how do you fight off this fox? You're, you're the uh, you're the you're the animal guy. You're the survivalist. You're the hunter. You know, back in the day, I would say I'd be wearing boots, so I'd probably just curb stomp the ever living shit out of it. But uh, I think probably your best is just to keep kicking, and if you can get it down on the ground where you can pin it with one foot and just start stomping the shit out of its head. Yeah, that's what I was it. thinking too to try to pin it down. But this damn thing is squirrely. No pun, right? Like she she was kicking, but she was kicking up versus trying to stomp down. I agree with you. I thought about that, and this, and I also thought about you, Nate. Because you never know when a rabid fox is going to roll up on you. You're always in those damn flip-flops. You need to be in steel-toed shoes at all times in case this happens, even in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Get my, my steel-toed uh, beach shoes, and I'll, <laughs> I'll put, throw them on before I leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> Body Glove makes a new water shoe that's steel-toed. <laughs> uh, Nikki, have you seen, you just joined him, uh, getting back with us, but have you seen this uh, video of this uh, rabid fox attacking this woman? I did see the video, and I'm already definitely afraid of running into one of those animals that are just vicious and crazy. And your dog actually gave me some some PTSD with that too, biting my heels. Yeah, Milton. Mil, yeah, Milton. He doesn't do it much anymore. He's getting old, and I think he's getting nicer. But he barks a lot. He tries to be tough. But yeah, he, he he'll 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 bite you. Hey? He bought Brandon pretty good. It's, uh, oh, he yeah, bit my heels like two weeks ago. Yeah, well, you know, he doesn't bite it. Brandon, he bit the shit out of Brandon. That's why he's still Brandon's still in the podcast because I just got to still think I want him to think I'm friends with him so he doesn't sue me. You know, you yeah, did you get your uh, your shots there, Brandon, for uh, rabies? Because it broke the skin one time. Yeah, it did. It went. I would hope they don't have rape rabbit dogs, but yeah, it broke the skin on both sides, and then I had a little little scar there for you know a couple weeks. Excuse, excuse me, did Brandon? No, actually, I had to take Milton to get shots. I, I, I don't know where Brandon's been. That's my, true. I know where my dog has been. My dog's, I think, a lot cleaner than Brandon, to be honest with you. Sorry, no offense. Yeah. Yeah. He gets more baths. Uh, so seeing this video, um, like the, the other day, because, you know, here in Florida and we're on the beach and the New Smyrna Beach, where we're at, and Cocoa Beach, that just that whole little strip there on the right side of the of, of the state of Florida, is the the shark capital of the world now. It's not Australia. It's nowhere else. This is the shark capital of the world, right? I don't think I'm oh, not the shark. Not the shark capital. The shark bite capital. Yeah, shark. Yeah, thank you. Shark bite capital of the world. And the, you know the water's good. The weather's great. And I was like, do I go out in the water? Uh, even these sharks are coming up in, in, in small little like shallow areas. You know, they're, they're like there's hammer. There was a drone footage of a hammerhead that was up in like a foot of water. And so uh, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll putz out there. Like I've always enjoyed the water. I grew up on the water. I'm a beach guy. I'm going out in the water. You, the, the damn you sharks. You're not going to bite me. I just know we have something of like this Aquaman thing with you guys. So I'm out there and I go on a little bit deeper and I go on a little bit deeper and I'm kind of waiting around and I'm looking and I would normally go play in the waves and jump to the waves. I'm like, you know what? I don't need a black cloud that bad. 
I just have a feeling something's going to happen to me. Um, so I got my, I got my, I got my dose of my salt water and, and, and then I'll, and I'll come back in. So I'm getting, I come back into, into our chairs uh, or to my chair and, and it's me and Rach and our friend Kelly and sitting there and I'm, I'm watching. There's a few people like where we're at on this beach is this private area between the pier and the public beach. Um, so we're, there's, there's like us and three other people. There's a guy that's probably 72 years old wearing a G-string that's fully tatted, in great shape, mind you, with a platinum ponytail, I think. Coolest, coolest motherfucker in the world. He had the best old man butt cheeks ever, right? And he was right next to us. That dude is what is the definition of living your best life. And he was out there frolicking in the water. And then there was this older couple that put up this, I've never seen these like, I mean, I've seen tents on the beach, but this was cool. It only had like two stands and then a rope in the middle, and uh, it was really easy to put up. So they had a little, little tent little, you know, from the sun, and they kept staring at us like we didn't belong there. And they were way too close with all the space, so they, they worried me. And then there were these, uh, these, these just random people. It's probably a handful, maybe six collectively on two different sides of me staring straight ahead. And they're out there pretty damn deep in the water. And, and I think this is like some, something I possess. I don't know if it has anything to my, I think it has a little, there, there, it's a condition and I've talked about this before, but you start to have these extremely, it's almost daydreaming times 10. You have these vivid uh, imagination scenarios play out and they're, and they're never good. You know, like Paul Verzi used to talk about this in his standup because he, he had it as well. He was like, yeah, somebody would hand me their new baby, and I would think, God, what if I drop this off a building? Like, who thinks that way? It's not like you're an evil person or you want to do it. It just crosses your head, and it's actually a thing. I have something very similar, and so I'm picturing these people getting attacked by sharks. You know, I mean, this is like stuff you do as a little kid. Anybody follow me so far? Do you guys have any of this? You know what I'm saying? I do it all the time. It's called intrusive thoughts. Is that really what it's called? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, really? that'd be, like, a thing, like, on uh, TikTok. Like, if someone says something that's, like, out of pocket, they'd be like, they let the intrusive thoughts take over. They let them win. Like, okay. you think that you're not supposed to say out loud. Okay, so I'm heavy on the intrusive thoughts. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, people like, uh, you know, Marilyn Manson, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer, those types of people usually have them. Okay, so I'm in good company. <laughs> Very creative people. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Uh, Marilyn yeah. Manson or Charlie Manson? <laughs> Oh, him too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all the Mansons. All, all the Mansons. So I'm, I'm looking out in the water and I'm seeing these people frolicking and having a good time. And, and you know, they're about uh, chest up, right? Like a little over the, the, the titty line. And I'm going, there's no lifeguard out here. There's nobody to save these people. If a shark comes and grabs them, I have to be the guy. And then so I'm thinking, what do I do? Well, we all know how to fend off a shark, right, Brandon? Uh, yeah. You, uh, if you got a big wiener, you take your clothes off. No, if you have a big wiener, you don't show it to the shark. That's and I well, wouldn't have that cares. problem anyway. You will, you will no longer have a big wiener if you dangle <laughs> it in front of a shark. <laughs> You'll have a nub where it was. <laughs> Nikki, you, you of course know, right? You look like a shark fender offer. What would you do? Oh, what would I do if I saw a shark? I poke him in the eye. Poke them in the eye, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that you do. You are correct. Mm -hmm. Nate, right? You, Nate, you're a Florida guy for the most part. You know how to fend off a shark. 
Yeah, you um, poke them in the eye, you grab the gills, or bop them in the nose. Correct. Those are the three things. That's why dolphins kick the shit out of sharks, because they've got the bottle nose, and they poke them in the gill. You know, a lot yeah. of times sharks, I mean, dolphins will defend even humans. I think there was a story not that long ago where uh, a pod of dolphins, I think they're called a pod, right? They, mm-hmm. they, they surrounded this human that didn't realize that there were these sharks that were coming towards them. And the sharks are afraid of the dolphins because the dolphins will fuck them up. So I'm looking at these people and I'm like, okay, great white comes in, grabs one of them, starts chomping down. I got to go into action. It's about 15 yards to the beach, all right? I'm not as fast as I used to be, and even then I wasn't that fast. So I've got to get up off my chair, jet down, and we know how I reacted when Ariel's friend died uh, under my care in the Bahamas. I was very slow to act, and then when I got there, there was nothing I could do because I don't, couldn't give CPR. Thank God there was a doctor doing it. So, you know, my confidence is low. My self-esteem is low. My superhero strength is low. But I've got to redeem myself, and I'm waiting for the opportunity to do that. So I'm putting myself in scenarios to redeem myself, like being at the shark bite capital of the world, waiting for somebody to get attacked. Every day uh, on our trip, we're spending at least an hour on that beach waiting for somebody to get attacked so I can go into action. And I would go into action. Nate, you believe me, right? I'd jump in and, and beat, uh, do my best, at least, to beat the shark off. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Tell him the truth. No, you don't believe that at all. He's not going to go run down a beach and jump in and save people from sharks. He's not going to do that. I'm going to go on a limb and say if you beat off a shark, he's going to go away happy and he will stop biting you. <laughs> you beat down a shark, not beat off a shark. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you jump into action. I, I don't think it would be a good idea. I think you'd just get eaten also. Oh, my God. No, I, I couldn't just watch somebody get destroyed by a shark without doing something. You got to do There's something. nothing you can do. There's no absolutely nothing you can do. Oh, I don't you got to do that. You got to have one of those shark knives. I mean, that's the only way. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you had some kind of tool or something. But if you're just swimming out there in the water, you're just as in danger as they are because you got nothing to defend yourself. Well, no, that's not true. I have the upper hand because they're attacking this person. So I've got, I'm free and clear to, to, to fight off the shark. But I did think about that. So the chairs that we were sitting in, they were from our Kelly's house. And they were kind of flimsy, you know, weren't the best beach chairs. But they were good enough to rip apart. And they were metal. So I already thought about this, that I would rip the handle off and take it with me. It's funny you say that. So I would jump in and literally jump on the shark and poke it in its eye. And then usually the shark would leave. Right. Probably got a so better chance then. Yeah, sure. yeah, I'd like a but, 20% chance, but that's here. Well, I would, I would jump if, 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 if a gator grabbed tune tunes, I would jump in on the gator without even thinking. Yeah, you, you would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, but there's something like we saw that video. What was it like? Yeah. Last year or six months ago, the, yeah. the well, this is the great white shark off of the coast of Sydney uh, in Australia when it ate, it ate that swimmer. There was all those people standing there. Nobody did anything because there's nothing you can do. It's it's a it's a million year old eating machine. It is made to do this. There, you're not going to stop it unless you have like a harpoon or something like that. Probably. God, what what do you think would give you worse PTSD? Watching somebody die in a car accident or getting eaten by a shark? A uh, shark, I think. Shark, yeah. Shark, yeah. Probably a car accident because that's uh, something that you're more probable to happen to you than getting eaten by a shark. Yeah, but here's the thing with the 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 car accident is there's nothing you can do. 
And the shark thing, even though there might not be anything you can do, you would still think that there's something you could do. That's why it would be more pe- like just to sit there. The, the video you're talking about, I think the, the they've got it on camera, which is just odd. But I think yeah. they were like kind of elevated on a cliff. They were kind of on a rocky ledge, and this person, there was just no way they were going to get to him anyway. So, I mean, yeah. in, in that case, you kind of have to, you know, be a realist and go, dude, there's nothing I can do for you. I'm so sorry, which is horrible just to even think. Yeah, but and if it's in uh, water that's not standing, you got no chance because they're, they're far better swimmers than we are. I don't know, dude. I'm a good swimmer, man. Really strong swimmer. Nikki D on the other hand, probably not. She doesn't look like a good swimmer. It's not because you're black. I'm just saying you don't look like. Well, a good I'll swimmer. have you know that I'm am a good swimmer. That my father did put me in swimming lessons. And newsflash, I was in the navy. I can probably swim better than you. Yeah, she swam in the uh, the submarines. Mm-hmm. That well, she was a firefighter on. We we don't we don't really have to. I mean, I know for the podcast audience, for those that didn't listen to the radio show, we might probably need to revisit her time in the navy and what she did. She wasn't necessarily the Navy SEAL you might be thinking of. She was she was a hoser. Like, she sprayed stuff down. Like, if there were a fire that broke out on the submarine, weird, right? Um, she was in charge of turning on the hose, right? That was your job? I was not in charge of turning on a hose. I actually fought fires. I was a firefighter. Right, you're a firefighter. And it's not weird. Ships catch on fire. Hello. Yeah. Well, yeah. We get, and we go to war. Bombs might come hit us. We have to put out fires. Yeah. Not the that, other end of the hose just goes straight into the ocean. They just drop it in there and they just go start spraying. Not, yeah. not to rehash any bad memories, but how many times did your ship get bombed? Well, we were under fire once. Oh. We, they didn't hit us because we we fought the bombs off. We shot our missiles, but we were under fire. Yes. Who was shooting at Thank you? you. Oh, that's when we went to Iraq. That was the first time I went to Iraq. So the Iraqis were shooting at you. Yeah. And you were ready, right? They said, man, you're we ready. Man, you're, we'll, we'll man your stations. Battle stations. Yeah. And you, uh, battle station. that's probably not uh, PC anymore. You don't say man your stations. You'd say just get to your stations or we'll man your stations, whatever. No, they probably still say man your battle stations. Pick your pronoun. It's standard. And, uh, and, and, and you got up, you put your drawers on. And you, ju- you you rolled off your, your bunk bed and you went straight to the water hose. Right? No, I went to my battle station. I didn't have to get a hose yet. We didn't have a fire. But that was your battle station. You were the the uh, hose. I had to go don my fire suit. I had to put everything on. I had uh-huh. to have my mask down and be ready yeah. in case we had a fire. Yeah, that's a huge, that's what I'm saying. But it, if you're going to be ready, you got to be by the hose. So your battle station yeah. was this this the sprinkler head stuff. <laughs> Yes, yes, ultimately. So you're, you were you by yourself, or did you have a team of people? I was turn a team. On? Yeah. How many? It's a team. Everybody has a job to do. How many seamen did it take to turn on the hose? It's normally ten. Normally about ten to twelve of us per locker. That's a lot of seamen to work one hose. Well, it was only probably like five or six of us on the hose. Then you had somebody that was in charge telling us what to do. You had somebody on the phones to. Uh, talk to the captain on the bridge. It's a lot. You're not going to understand it all. You're, I'm, I'm you're, working the balls. I, you're right. I'm trying to understand. So all, <laughs> all the seamen were good swimmers. Yes, you have to know how to swim to be in the Navy to even get out of boot camp. If you can't swim, you don't pass boot camp. I understand that. I'm, I'm asking you, though, all seamen are good swimmers. 
good swimmers? For the most part, okay. if, if you went in already knowing how to swim, you're probably a good swimmer. The people that went in that didn't know, they may struggle a little bit. Okay. Now, out of the semen that you were around, who was the best swimmer? Me. You. You. That's what I figured you'd say. Now, yeah. who was who was in charge of the semen, your, your semen group? Um, my chief. Your chief. Okay, so you had chief semen and you were below him. Right. Right, gotcha. Okay, and whatever he said, you... That's what we had to do. You did that. You just, you, you, you he spit it out and time, yes. you swallowed. Okay, gotcha. All right. What? No, I didn't do that, okay? <laughs> and I was propositioned, by the way. No, I wouldn't do it. I forgot, I, coaches. I forgot oh, my wife's right here on the couch. That's what I said earlier. It's a lot different when we're in the studio. And she can't hear Hi, this. Grandma. <laughs> Hi, Grandma. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it differently. I got to continue to do it. Hey, what were we talking about? We're talking about sharks. Okay. Anyway, Nikki was in the Navy. She put out fires. She's a, she's a war hero. She received medals, right? You got medals? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What was uh, some of the names of your medals? I don't remember all the names of yeah. I can I can go get them out of my closet and show them to you if you want. Okay. No, no, I, I I'm the last person you gotta show. I believe you. I was just want I just don't remember all the names of all of them. Right. I don't have like a purple heart or nothing. I didn't no. lose an arm in war. Sure. Yeah. But you got like master hose, um for shows. You know, I mean you got like there are hose in this house. I don't know. <laughs> I have medals for being at war, not for being on a fire hose. Now, when I say metal, I'm not talking about you just picked up metal. I'm talking about an actual thing you'd put no, on. No, I have metals on my uniforms. I'll show them to you. Like you were the best seaman in the Navy. I was. I believe you. You look like good seaman. <laughs> Got the fastest swimmer patch. <laughs> It started because you questioned whether or not I could swim because you were trying to stereotype me. You're wrong. Oh, wait a minute. I said that. I specifically, I, mm-hmm. I stopped that. Don't turn this uh-huh. into a black-white thing on the swimming. That's uh-huh. why I said it's not because you're black. I just, you seemed a little too prissy to be a good swimmer. You know what? I, I'll tell you this. I think you're a better swimmer than Brandon. I don't think he's coordinated enough to, sprint, uh, to, to swim. But here's the thing with Brandon is he installs sprinklers. So he deals with water. So I'm figuring he has to know how to swim. I'm smarter than Brandon simply because of the fact that he jumped over a fence trying to land in the pool and broke his foot or something. <laughs> no, I, was leaving, I was leaving the pool and jumped over. I was going the other way. Brandon, used to swim a mile. Brandon's the kind of guy that would drown in a baby pool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. So. so I'm a good swimmer. Anyway. That's what this all boils down to. But you don't know how to fight off sharks. I have no reason to fight off a shark. And if I had to, I told you I'd poke it in the eye. If you're in the ocean and you're on a submarine, God forbid you, I mean, do you not know about the USS Indianapolis? Now, do you know the story about the USS Indianapolis? The USS Cole is a much better example of, of a ship that was bombed modern day. No, modern day, yes. But the USS Indianapolis was the, 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 the ship that uh, ended World War II for the most part. You don't know anything about that. You don't even know anything about your naval history. What the fuck am I talking to you for? You don't even know anything about it. I know what took place on the USS Cole, and that is what prompted the training that we have, and that's what I know. I have a friend of mine that was on the USS Cole, and his best friend died during that attack. And Mm -hmm. he's devoted his his entire life to that. Yeah. 
But the USS Indianapolis, when it was bombed by the ja- or uh, torpedoed by the Japanese, uh, the survivors that were in in the in the water, um, like ninety percent of them, if not more, died because of the sharks. I believe that jellyfish will kill you too. No, I said sharks. There's nothing. This is a real story. I'm not making this up. They died. No, I'm telling you, jellyfish is one of the one of the things we do have to worry about out there as well. I understand that, but stick to the topic. USS Indianapolis, they died of the shark attacks. Not 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 jellyfish. Not it was whale. nothing that they could do if they're just sitting ducks in in the middle of the ocean. You're talking about a shark attacking you off the coast where you can run out and and run back. That's not the same. Well, I'm just saying, maybe if those seamen on the USS Indianapolis knew how to fight off sharks like we do now then there wouldn't be as many deaths. Yeah, no. You should, watch the, should watch the movie with Nick Cage. It's very, very good. Uh, okay. tr- truth be told, and I've said this before because somebody's pointing this out in their head, I just learned about the USS Indianapolis not that long ago, and I felt horrible that I did not know about that piece of American history and how important of a piece of American history that was and the men and women that died, mainly men, uh, in in that in that in that uh, that that uh, whole thing it was horrible, absolutely horrible. Oh, what about a bear? Everybody knows how to fight off a bear, right? Uh, I think it depends what kind of bear. Yeah, I think he's right. Okay, because some of them, what well, you're supposed to like, get big and yell act like you're big and scary. And blah. I think it's black bears. What? What do you do if a black bear comes into camp, Nikki? Do you run? Aren't you supposed to play dead? I think you're supposed to play dead. Here, I'll ask the question. You just answer. Do you run? Yeah, I think no. Okay. No, you don't run. Why? Just lay down. Don't, okay. Don't get ahead of yourself. Let's go step by step here. No, you do not run. Um, Do you keep all your movements fast? No. No, of course not. Slow and deliberate. Do you approach the animal at any time? No. No, of course not. You're killing it. Uh, if there's a small children in the camp, do you think the bear would look at them as prey? Yes. Of course they would. Um, if you had pots and pans with you, would you like, don't bang those together. It's going to make too much noise or bang them together. What do you do? Now, this is tricky because I've seen banging pots scare the bear and then I've seen banging pots get you killed. I don't know. I'm still just going to not move. You bang them together. Make loud noises. That's what you want to do. When have you seen, ba- like you just said, I've seen it both ways. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen people not use the pots and pans and get killed, and I've seen people use the pots and pans and get killed. Please tell me about both scenarios that you've seen this happen. I told you I watch a lot of Animal Planet stuff, and I watched a show. I was prey. And a lot of the attacks on there are from bears. So it's two scenarios. I've seen people bang stuff and the bears run off. And I've seen people bang stuff and, and their friend who's telling the story is like, the bear ate them. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, do you wave your arms above your head to make yourself appear bigger? Or do you like, oh, let me look as small as possible? Well, Nate just said that you wave your hands in the air for some bears. Mm-hmm. Do you... Wave your hands in the air like you don't care. <laughs> Those are the San Francisco in the air. <laughs> You need help. Do you raise the roof at any point in time? <laughs> if it helps you get out. If it's on fire. 
Do you pots and pans to the people to the left, to the people to the right? No. Uh, leave an <laughs> escape route open so the bear won't feel cornered and forced to fight its way out. That's a good, that's good piece of information. Make upwind, move upwind, excuse me, of the bear so it can identify your scent as human. That's about, I didn't know that. Did you guys know that? No, but do, does it know your scent? Isn't that worse? Isn't, aren't they like, mm, dinner? Something new. No, I think that if they smell human, it's, they're like, oh, it's a human. I don't eat humans. I don't know if bears like run into humans that much where they're like, no, nah, I don't eat that shit. <laughs> it's bad for you. Well, that's how Brandon escaped his bear attack. The bear smelled him. It was like, that motherfucker don't change his clothes often. I ain't eating him. I want to have the, I want to have the worst breath ever. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see what else we got here. Yeah, let me pull it up. I know a polar bear. You're just fucked either way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they have. Just give him a Coke. Well, here it says polar bear. Um, what to do if a polar bear charges? Say it, your prayer. <laughs> yeah, write your will. Okay. So, so, so all these other ones, there's like 10 different things, like how to avoid a grizzly attack. Stop. Remain calm. Back away slowly. Like it gives you advice. <laughs> what to do if a polar bear charges? There's three bullet points. <laughs> it's under construction. It says check back for updates. It won't be a bluff. So consider it a serious uh, attack intent on doing damage. Making a lot of noise, especially by a group of people, might drive the bear away. If that fails, use whatever deterrent or weapon you have at hand. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much you're screwed. Uh, stand tall. Stand tall, soldier. Stand tall. If you encounter a cougar, you know, that's what Brandon does when he goes to the bars Thursday nights there in Noonan. Sees that yeah, older, never turn your back on him. Sees that older woman come up to him and he stops and stands tall and he doesn't run and just tries to appear larger than the cougar. And uh, even though she's in high heels, he's never taken his eyes off that cougar or turning his back. Do not crouch down because you don't want to go down there with a cougar. That's disgusting. Uh, if the animal displays aggressive behavior, and when I say animal, Brandon, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like a beast. That 72-year-old hot piece of ass that you're seeing at the corner bar called, you know, the, 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 the tin beer or whatever it is. You want oh, to, Patricia. Uh, yeah, the tin Patricia. If the, if the cougar displays aggressive behavior, come here, Shenny. I'm going to take you home. You shout and wave your arms and throw rocks. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like good advice. If I think the, throwing rocks is good advice for any animal, right? Just get, get away from me. I can't wait to see the local news next week when Brandon gets arrested for throwing rocks at a woman at a local bar. <laughs> the guy I work with said that's what I was supposed to do. She was too aggressive. <laughs> uh, if the cougar attacks, stay on your feet. If you go down, you're in trouble. Fight back aggressively with anything you can do. See, I would never want to get you know a wolf or a coyote or any of those things. Um. That's just, I mean, they don't, they don't stop, you know, like even deer will mess you up. Oh yeah. Well, like, yeah. And the wolves and stuff like that, they're, they're so agile, you know, they can bounce around a lot quicker probably than like a bigger animal. You, you probably see it coming a little, a little easier than something that's fast. Do you see the, uh, the video and read the story? Did we talk about this? The, the bear that broke into the guy's house. Oh, and he's like beating him with stuff and pushing him out the door. No, he had to shoot him. 
Oh no, I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was a. Uh, I think it was a. It was either black bear or grizzly bear, and he he opened the guy's house like you open the door, the front door, and he goes in, and the guy's like, "What?" You know, he thinks it's an intruder, so he gets up out of bed. It's like two in the morning, and he's got a gun. I think it was a pretty decent sized caliber caliber pistol, and he was it, the bear started coming upstairs, and uh, and it's dark, and he finally sees it, and he's like noisy over there he says uh he's like uh uh, he goes oh shit it's a bear and the bear starts charging at him in the hallway of his house and he just unloads and he got to like the fifth round and the bear fell and then he falls off the balcony of the stairs onto the floor how scary is that yeah true story scary stuff right there anyway all right brandon do you have your one question I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Just another reminder for everybody. The website, podcastthebs.com. Uh, I've been reading, uh, every once in a while, I'll post stuff to our social media, which, by the way, you can get to all of our social media off of our website. We highly encourage you. We hope that you like, share, subscribe, like to the YouTube and stuff. Because without you and, and all the social media stuff, this thing ain't going to work. I'm just telling you that right now. I will tell you, this podcast is a lot better than a lot of podcasts out there. But we just need more people to listen to it. Uh, I was reading something. There was, a, there was a survey that was done or some, some study that like a lot of people, there's a lot of podcasts that exist that people don't update. Like they started, they started podcasting and then they just left it up there and it still exists, which makes sense because, you know, podcasts can live forever and why wouldn't it be, but they like haven't done a podcast in five years. So out of the millions and millions of whatever podcasts that are out there, there's a huge percentage of they're not active. They're kind of like volcanoes. There's a lot of volcanoes out there, but not a lot of active ones, right? Same with podcasting, which is crazy. And then it showed how many podcasts, even the successful podcast how often they do shows and the average is once a week. So I'm like, Oh my God, we're doing a lot. Uh, and all we ask is four 99 for all the work that we do. That's, that's not a bad deal. You know, with all the extra little added super Mario brother bonuses. So I think we're doing the right things, guys. We're on the right track. We're doing more than a lot of people. I can tell you that. Yeah, definitely. And more than, you know, radio shows and stuff too. Well, hence, ta- hence hashtag better than radio. That's the whole yeah, purpose exactly. of this. I mean, wait till you see podcast and pours too when we get to finally announce it, which should be soon. Oof. You know, podcast did that. Stop. Get out of here. You got to be fucking kidding me. Anyway. All right. Uh, Brandon, where are you at here? Oh. One question with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. B-Man, Thrasher Services. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. The weather's getting cooler, but Andrew Sparks, he's on fire. We're Sparky's Lawn Care Service. He's doing all your mowing, your trimming, your edging. And like I said, we're coming into fall, so he'll probably be doing some, you know, fall cleanup, getting the leaves up for you. And you still, you know, need to cut probably about once a month. You know, grass still grows. Uh, Give him a call or shoot him a text. Everyone loves that. 706-897-2199. Or get a hold of them at the Gmail extension, Sparky's Lawn at gmail.com. At the Gmail extension, huh? Yeah. Is that is that another extension. is that another way to say email? I, I believe so. That's very classic. But what's your extension? That's very classic. So so you the extension of like 
uh, what is it? The Bailey Show Podcast at Gmail. So we would be the Bailey Show Podcast at Gmail is our extension. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Okay. It's like an extension of Google. No, I understand. That's very good. All right. Uh, what's your one question this week, Brandon? All right. Would you rather be surrounded by people who brag all the time or complain all the time? Ooh, would you rather be surrounded by people that brag all the time or people that complain all the time? Pew. Wow. Well, that's a good one. How'd you come up with that? Well, I just kind of figure, you know, we all been around people that complain a lot and brag a lot. And then I was like, damn, you know, what if that was the only people in our lives? And they'd be like, well, which one would be better or worse? <sighs> not a bragger i probably could be considered a complainer but i don't complain i try not to complain a lot but i do bring up things that you could interpret as complaining right i mean there are people that just bitch all the time i don't bitch all the time um i'm just trying to think of why people don't hang out with me so uh (laughs) i know what i choose okay go so for me, I would rather be around somebody that brag all the time because people that complain all the time are like a drag. And even though both types of people get on my nerves, somebody complaining all the time would just make me lose it. See, so yeah, I, I've at least been, they have good things going on. Yeah, but you know, and I think I would normally agree with you if I didn't just spend a portion of my life around somebody that did that um <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say it's pretty easy for uh, at least us three other than you jason to, just like, who we worked with one of each <laughs> yeah i mean like it was kind of like the yin and yang right you had one guy yeah. that was you know great at everything <laughs> and i did this and i did this and then i'm sitting there going oh, this fucking radio station sucks you know <laughs> 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 that's what that's what that's all I'm thinking of right now. I'm going, oh, I don't know what to do because I can't I couldn't do it. I couldn't work with that again. Uh, what's funny is I, I was once that guy. So people that brag all the time are insecure. They don't know who they are. They don't know their identity in life. I mean, that's fact, right? You have to brag about things that you maybe did, maybe not do. You know, now, if you did do them, that's fine. You can talk about them. That's not bragging. If it comes up in conversation, it becomes bragging when you tell people that you've done things and it's not within the fabric of the conversation, right? I think people get that twisted too. Is there people that have done a million different things? I mean, think about all the guests that we have or that you even listen to. They're there to talk about themselves and the things that they've done. You know, Eddie, the adventure guy that we have on, I love having him on the show. Now, not once has anybody said, you get that guy talking about bragging, going into caves. He's not bragging. I'm asking him about his caves exploring. But you could easily say he brags too much about going into caves, right? You see, you see the, the gray area in between. Um, so there's a fine line of bragging and just talking about what you've done. And there's nothing wrong if you've done something that's spectacular and cool and you're really proud of and you discuss it. It's just what people do. You know, I mean, there's you in order to have a conversation, you got to talk about this kind of stuff. So where do we put bragging in? How how do we define it? You're asking me? I mean, I was on the question. Yeah, there's three people on the show that I'm asking a question anyone can answer. Well, it's Brandon's question, so I thought he was was the one that's setting the rules. 
Oh, uh, what do, so what do we define as bragging? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking like you tell someone something and then they just got to one up you all the time. Be like, yo, I passed the, you know, I got a good score on my test today. And they're like, well, you know, I took that test a year ago and I did way better. I would agree with you on that. That is bragging. You are correct. The, the, the one up, you know, and that's what I had to deal with was the one up every time versus just, oh, cool. Or, oh, cool. Or that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so I can't deal with it. And, and as much, as much as I hate complainers, you know, I just, I, I couldn't do that either. Is there another option? No, <laughs> that's the, that's a two far <laughs> question. It's a, would you rather? That's why it's kind of hard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Cause well, with like a bragger, you could, nobody wants to listen to a bragger or I mean, not a bragger, the, um, the complainer, nobody wants to listen to the complainer, but also, everybody complains about stuff at some point. So at some point you're going to be able to relate with them um, and be like, yeah, I fucking hate that shit too. Uh, but as a complainer or as a bragger, I don't know, it, at least they have a good story. I mean, even if it is obnoxious that they're doing it, I'd rather hear good stories than people bitching about their, their shitty day or something. So I guess maybe I'd say the bragger. Yeah. I think I'm leaning that way as well as the bragger because you feel sorry for them. You know, and then, yeah. and then w- when they're done and you turn to the other person that was in that conversation, you just laugh at them. You know, it's like, oh, bless their heart. They're special. You know, that kind yeah, of thing. Cause, yeah, because they're not going to bring you down. You know, a uh, Debbie Downer type of person might, will bring you down when they're complaining. But at least a bragger, you know who they are. And you're like, all right, here we go again. It's one of these fucking stories. But at least maybe you get a some kind of a good story out of it. I'm always worried about being tagged a complainer, even though, like, when I'm in a especially the last couple of years of that radio show, I probably came across as a complainer, but I was just pointing out the issues that were happening. And I had to repeat myself numerous times because nobody was listening to me, but then that turns into complaining. That's the problem with radio. That's why I always say, keep it in house. Cause once it goes out of house, meaning outside the show, you become a complainer. Management doesn't like complainers. Why? Because they have to do their job. That's not what they're hired to do. You would think management's hired to do their job. That's not what they're hired to do. They're hired to do everything but their job, really. You know, so yeah. once you become a, a thorn in their side, they have to actually work and manage. And a lot of them don't even have the managerial skills. Their last program director, that guy maybe could have pulled off a greeter at Walmart, possibly. But program director, fuck no. You know, that guy was one of the worst out there. Um, so they don't know how to do those types of things, but you're sitting here presenting an issue. You're like, look, here's a problem. This is my suggestion on how to fix it. Blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh shit. Can't life just be good. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good one. Put me in kind of a spot there, Brandon. That's what I try to do. Yeah. What about you, Brandon? What do you, or which one would you rather be around? See, I would, I was kind of thinking like, uh, Maybe braggers, so that way, you know, you say something to them one day, and they they ran out of one-ups, you know? And then they say something that they clearly know is not as good, but they just still want to throw that in there. So you're just like, ah, got you right there, you bastard. <laughs> Nikki's kind of the biggest bragger on this show. She likes to brag about herself. But it's okay, because she's a diva. I like to brag, or I just like to point out obvious things that I've done in my life. There's a difference. You're right, there is. So she's probably There's the biggest. Yeah, okay. Well, she, yeah, you're probably the biggest bragger then. I'm not a bragger. I've just done more things than you. That's all. 
I was Joe. You have not. Come on. You just because you manned a hose on a submarine in Iraq and you supposedly got shot at doesn't mean you've done more things. Supposedly, than I those are all facts. Okay. Well, you've we've done different things in life. You don't know my path. You don't know me. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know the things that I've done in my life. Yeah, I, I know them pretty pretty well. I've heard them pretty much all the stories about all of them. Oh so, no, yeah. no, no! You've gotten the tip yeah. of the iceberg, sweet pea. I've done uh-huh. a lot of shit that I don't talk about. You know why? I can't. It's classified. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. An eight year old who wrote down his whole day did a whole lot of crazy unclassified things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just classified mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're part of the uh, circle of trust, I might let you in on some of the things. Sure. Yeah. You don't know Ty. I had an I actual security clearance, though. Mm-hmm. You had a security clearance? So yes, did I. I did. How do you think I got in the building of our last employer? I had security clearance. I had a key fob. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. I had all these key fobs. Yeah. <laughs> Ten of them. <laughs> got me in yeah, all kinds of real. different rooms. <laughs> all right. Uh, Nate, before we get out, you got anything? Be a bragger, not a nagger. Ooh, ooh careful. All right. I know. You're That's why I said it. Yeah, if you were Brandon, you would have said something else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't be a crapper or a nagger or a slapper knee. This is rapper. This is where Brandon just totally flubs. Just doesn't even know where he's at right now. <laughs> All right. It's like, who would you rather work with? Somebody that's clueless or somebody that's just plain stupid? <laughs> anyway, uh, Nikki, you got anything before we get out? Sharks and bears and heel-biting dogs. Oh, my. Oh, my. All right. Oh, let me mention this because I forgot to mention it uh, last week. Uh, The guy that did the My Court Daddy parody video, is that Josh? (laughs) It was a Josh Evans? Yeah, I think it was Josh. That dude... you're the man. That was funny. That was, re- I mean, it took a lot of time, a lot of effort. I appreciate that. That's the good stuff right there. That's what I live for. For a fan of what we do, do shit like that and spend that kind of time. I owe you. I owe you a drink next time we see each other. I owe you a shirt. I owe you something because that was really funny. Um, I don't know if we can maybe Brandon find it and repost it so people can see it. Um, maybe pin it to the top for a little bit or something, but it was really, really cool. Yeah, I uh, I reposted it on mine to try and get him a little a little boost. Yeah, little boosters. Okay, cool. All right, look, have yourself a great, safe rest of your day. As always, thanks for the support. Until next time, I'll tell you that. Bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastbs.com. It's better than radio. Now get out of here.